All right, we're back this week to talk all things conference realignment because, my God, so much has happened. I'm glad we don't do a daily show because we'd have to course correct every single hour. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Canadian Biggie. And that's it. Where is everybody? I don't know. They just just it's like the end of summer and they want to soak up all that goodness. They uh well, I know Mongo. I, I'm really disappointed because we're not gonna get Mongo's news of the world today. That makes me sad. Looks to me from the pictures he's been sending, he's in a much better place than we he are. He is. He's uh, definitely soaking up the sunshine on a beach somewhere in one of the Carolinas, I believe. Uh, he said, Charles, we're bad friends because I don't think we listen very well. No, because he sent me a picture and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Where are you at? And he didn't respond. And I was like, huh, I was probably supposed to know where he was at. I'm sure he told us last week. Yeah, we uh, might have missed the boat on that one. But, uh, hey, we miss you, Mongo. And I was giving him hell, like, send us a voicemail. Give us a tidbit of news because I, I love what he's been doing. But uh, he was like, I think I'm just going to vacation. I was like, fair enough. I'm a, I am know when to shut the hell up and leave you alone. Uh, but we, we still got a packed show. Mr. Brown's not with us yet. Uh, his his kid had a big soccer game and, you know, freshman playing varsity. That's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, we we're going to hear all about that hopefully in a little bit. But uh, we got that. We got a aspiring podcaster from Colorado. I don't know why we keep mentioning Colorado lately. Uh, you know, Mr. Brown went out there just randomly for a Rockies game. I don't know what the hell's in the water, but we're going to talk to him later. And uh, – Warner's out there. We what is it? Warner's out there. Well, that's Why right. Warner's it? out there right now. Why? That altitude is no joke. Yeah, is, is what Mr. Brown's message was to him. But uh, I want to talk wrestling today. We had SummerSlam. Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fought. Uh, we got a bunch of NFL stuff. We got some NFL docs coming out. I want to definitely get to. And then, uh, believe it or not, I actually sit down and watch the entire series, Twisted Metal. So uh, I'm gonna make sure I, I okay. circle back to that. But the biggest thing, and Mr. Brown's not going to miss out by not being here because you know this is a college football issue. Let's not act like it's not. It's conference realignment. But before we get into conference realignment, I got to ask, how are you feeling after last week? Good. Do you remember last week? Yeah. It was a good time. Parts of it. I mean, I'm. <sighs> I vented. I felt better when I was done. I don't care how anyone else felt. I, 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 was, I was having a great time. I was just sad you left, but I understand that, you know, you were in a place in your mind where you had to go. Yeah. There was no stopping you. It was time to go. <laughs> I felt better. Uh, but I'm glad you decided not to go get anything to eat. You just stayed on the couch. Yep. That's that's a good move. Yeah. On the way home, I remember Jake calling me a couple nights before, like 1130, was working on the road, having some beers. And I thought, yeah, well, not do uh, any of that driving stuff. And All right. So. Yeah, you had a good time last week. You decided not to to go out and do anything. But speaking of people who decided to not go out and do anything, can we talk conference realignment, you and me? Man, conference realignment is ruining college football because I know you're the get-off-your-lawn guy when you say that, but what is it that made college football great over the years? It was those rivalry games that you looked forward to every year. And a lot of those are going away. I mean, most if of them. they haven't went away already. I feel like most of them have gone away. Uh, the the real problem, is, I, this all goes back to the Big East, right? Is that the first domino? Is that the reason why we have all this shitty conference well, realignment? 
It is. And here's the reason that I'm glad that the ACC is going to die. The ACC started this bull crap when they started poaching the Big East teams. Miami, Pittsburgh, Boston College. They all made those moves solely for uh, football revenue and to expand the conference. Right. It killed the Big East, and those teams had to scramble to find a home. When that happened, the Big 12 had a shakeup. SEC realized they can poach the best of the best. Oh, yeah, conference realignment's okay now, so yep. we can go out here and get some others. I mean, that we can't let the ACC do this yep. in our backyard. Come on. ACC is the one that started this downfall. Yeah, and they're going to – I think they're about to be on the outside looking in. But let, the Pac-12 are going to die. We're well, going to have the so Big let's, 12, Big let's 10, SEC. Let's just start and say the order of events that we know it. And, and like I said in the in the pre-roll, I'm glad that we don't do a show every day because this would have been aggravating. We at least got a chance to wait almost a week and let the dust settle because the first one was Colorado, right? Like that was the Colorado the, big, the well here lately Colorado the Big Twelve yeah. and then uh, Arizona State Arizona applied right, right. well it was first Arizona I think it was Colorado and Arizona and then it was then then you had the Big Ten get involved because then you had Washington and Oregon. Well, the Big Ten already had UCLA and USC coming. Right. So it made sense. And for the them Big 12 already over. had Texas and Oklahoma out. Yeah. Right. The other thing about the realignment is that the Big Ten is really set up the best because they are coast to coast. So now on a Saturday, in fact, they got teams from California to New York. You're going to have games at noon. 3.30, 7.30. They'll have a late start game when it's a UCLA-USC home game. They're going to cover your TV all Saturday long. So the the TV's perfect for them. That's great. You yep. know, now now they can't – they'll go all – was it the big noon kickoff all the way through uh, Saturday night, right? They've yep. been focusing on the Pac-12. Now they don't really have to. No. Uh, I guess this year doesn't matter. But, all right, so – it's. I, I do love the meme of uh, the Big Ten looking like a penis on the map. That's nice. Uh, yeah. You, you got the balls or the uh, Pac West, uh, Northwest, and then uh, the California schools. That's that's good shit. But so, of the three, which do you think? Obviously, the SEC is the power conference. Even look at college baseball; they've won three of the last four national titles. Uh, Going forward, which of the three conferences do you think is going to be set up the best? Because the Big Ten is coast to coast, but Maryland, I, Nebraska, yeah, Rutgers like fine. relegate well, these teams. Yeah, but you get Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Like it's yeah. you know they're, they're struggling there too, and that's what I'm wondering is what's if that's going to happen. So just to, to put a, a bow on the the movement, uh, eventually, like we're talking about the Pac-12 schools, once those Big Ten schools got added. Uh, Arizona's like, nope, we're out too. Then Utah jumped on, and then Arizona State jumped on. Yep. And uh, it was just left with Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford standing alone. Yep. That is not a Power Five conference. No. And if you're the and what you wonder now is which of those schools completely get left out in the dust. Well, I mean, so some of them have blood on their hands because do you remember before texas and oklahoma signed up with the sec they there was rumors about them going to the, the pac-12 Pac 12. yep and do you remember the reason why uh they they didn't go was I, the longhorn network 
Oh, it wasn't allowed a part of the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, and so like, deal. think about that. Like, how stupid are you? Like, you you had a chance. The Big Twelve would be the dead conference. Yes, you know, and, and instead, you decided not to do anything. You have terrible media rights, and, and you know, you know, that's what I don't get to about the Pac-12. And let's see if I kind of explain this right. How I'm thinking it. You're on the left coast. It's the tech center of the entire world, right? Right. Streaming, Hollywood, glitz. Glamour. How are you not able to attract Texas, Oklahoma, these other schools all, from all from the reasons te- you just said? They don't care about football out there. Just not enough interest in it. They don't. I was looking at something uh, earlier today. I can't remember the exact numbers. If you just got to trust me on this one, it was uh, TV ratings on Super Bowls, and I was looking at the Rams Bengals Super Bowl. So the Rams are an LA team, right? And it was well, held in LA. the The viewership was lower than the national average. In L.A., but in Cincinnati, of course, it was much higher. Yes, uh, that's that's all you need to know is how they view football out west, man. Like there's there's pockets of it, but which is crazy because they're second to Texas in high school football as far as the kids they produce and yeah. Well, but that's also because there's freaking forty million people in California. Yeah, I mean, they they might as well be their own they're country per capita. Sometimes yeah. we wish they were their own country. Yeah, but, yeet yeet. But uh, the the other thing with the the conference realignment, um, so the ACC we were talking about is who started all this. Well, they got grant of rights all the way up to 2035. 2035, And and that's what kills them because, like, there was this headline I was telling you guys I saw. Remember when our dream forever was ACC would take uh, West Virginia? Yeah. Fit us perfectly geographically. Well, we weren't good enough for them. And then the headline said that they were interested in us. Yeah, we'd be taking like an eight or $10 million a year pay cut to go to the ACC. And they can't renew until five years after. The Big 12 renews their deal. Yeah, and Florida State is throwing rocks. You know, they're pissed because they also kind of screwed up in revenue sharing was this is going to piss off your your breadwinners. They did it based on performance. So, like, Wake Forest got a bigger cut of the pie than Florida State did because they made a conference championship last year, the year before, or whatever it was. And uh, Florida State's like, wait a minute. Who we built this we're, conference. We're, we're generating a hell of a lot more revenue than yep. Wake fucking Forest, you know. And so now they're they're wanting to get out. And all they say right now is we're just not going to be able to wait till 2035, you know. So that's yeah. what's going to happen there. But, well, uh, what I wonder, what do you think? Florida State and Clemson, do they go SEC, which is really where they fit in, or do they go to the Big Ten? Uh, I don't, I think they go to the SEC. I do too. And too many natural rivals, the money's there. And when it comes down to money, I feel like the SEC is always going to do a better job than the Big Ten at attracting those people. Like if the SEC wanted, you know, Oregon and and USC and all them, they could have went and got them. That's not what they wanted to do. And I think, I feel like there's a backstage like handshake between the Big Ten and the SEC. It's like, we're going to kill them all. Yep. I think that, uh, I'll be interested to see where UNC and Duke end up because their football programs are almost non-existent, but they are basketball powerhouses. Well, they're also national brands. You know, yeah. that, that helps Well, it's a like lot. Kansas would fit anywhere because of their basketball program. So you got Kansas is obviously never leaving the Big 12, but what happens to Duke and UNC when the ACC eventually, bleh, eventually collapses? I, so here's another question for you. Are they ever going to turn on themselves? Are they ever going to look at some of those members of these conferences that have been there, like a Vanderbilt, like a NC State, like a Wake Forest, 
like a Boston college. Well, why don't these three conferences get together and become like two mega conferences? I think that's what's going to happen. And if they do that, I'll give you 10 seconds. Name me the first five teams that get relegated out of these conferences. Well, I just, I think I gave you some of them. Rutgers. I, I, I think Rutgers. Vandy. Nebraska's on the chopping block, believe it or not. You think so? Dude, they have not done anything in 15, yeah, but 20 the money, years. The revenue, that's a big program. <sighs> they're, they're a pathetic I, I, I'd program. I'd find that hard to believe. I think those ones that we talked about left out in the uh, Pac-12 will definitely be on the list. And then, uh, honestly, you know, West Virginia could be one. Iowa State could be one. I mean, See, some I think that schools. West Virginia is in a precarious spot because they don't offer a big enough market for you to keep them in regardless of what their performance is. Which is stupid because they're top 25 in, in viewership on television. But that's well, it's just okay. like how we got shunned for academics when we're going to the I, SEC or the ACC. If our market, if we had Pittsburgh's market, they'd have taken us in. So who uh, who who's going to be left standing? You said the ACC and the Pac-12 are both dead? They're both dead. By 2030, you only have three conferences left, and you'll have about 52 teams between those three conferences. Mm. I can't I think disagree that, with you. I, can't. I think that uh, West Virginia will be okay. They're solidly into the Big 12. What I wonder happens is like Rutgers is only appealing to anybody because they're a state school of New Jersey, but they offer you nothing. So how you're big not and getting, important is that You're market? not getting New York eyes on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not happening. So Rutgers. you get rid of them, Vanderbilt, who's a couple other in the ACC that could go nowhere. Miami will be a big player. Syracuse just because is of their questionable. Name. Yeah, because if they fall off, they've been a basketball program for forever. Now Bayheim's gone. What I wonder happens from this is we've talked this at length before. What started the Big East? They didn't do football. They were a basketball conference, yeah. and they were a power conference. Do some of these schools that get excluded because they're only basketball go back and form like – UConn, UNC, Duke, just be their own basketball no, conference. Never. There's too much money in football. They're going to yeah. hitch their their train to that wagon no matter what. Doesn't matter if Duke goes, you know, four and seven. No. Oh, has it mattered ever? Well, no. But no. now we're on the chopping block. We're relegating no, teams. No, but here. I think honestly, what will happen? is they're going to end up becoming a minor league system for the NFL, and that's yep. going to drive all the money, and and eventually the NCAA is going to be gone. Like, it'll well, exist, but not – like, what's stopping – and maybe I'm an idiot on this, and somebody's probably like, he is a dumbass. But, like, no, what are what's stopping them from saying, why are we listening to the NCAA? Nothing. Well, I've listened to this discussion on – uh, like Dan Patrick, Colin Coward, all these other ones. The NCAA is like a governing body that doesn't actually have any control. No. You know, even the football title right now is not a NCAA championship. Yep. If you're listening and you didn't know that, ESPN is the one that gives the title out. It's their they it's their television rights, their broadcast, their trophy. Speaking of things that have rightfully died, ESPN dying is one of the happiest days of my life because growing up, I loved watching it. But you know what happened? What killed some of our Pittsburgh, West Virginia backyard brawls was ESPN's incessive fixture on who had to be number one. You couldn't have the Rose Bowl with the Pac-10, Pac-12, Big Ten, whatever, Big 18 now, as a traditional game. It worked for years. Then you went to the BCS. That was fine. All that had to die because we needed a true number one. And then you go to a playoff, and there's only allowed four teams, and it's the same damn four teams. I'm glad he's uh, – go that, bankrupt. That, that BCS part was rough. But 
Mr. Brown's finally joined us here. I think uh, that gives us time to maybe wrap up this segment. We're going to jump in uh, with a guy out from Colorado. So we hope you enjoy the interview. But before we jump into that, just a reminder, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Check out Facebook. we got a bunch of Facebook groups going on, Biggie. What all's out there? Football's life is growing like crazy and be up to 50,000 pretty soon. I, I have a segment I'm going to do here in a little bit where I'm just going to read my 10 uh, random declined comments of the week. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's it's fun. So you get you guys get a little insight into what Facebook deems uh, banned and not. If you are a uh, wrestling honky, just start a wrestling group. I don't know why I'm saying wrestling. Ted Turner, nineties. Like, you like that Southern wrestling? Yeah. NWA, not not the one from Compton, not not those, but the. What's the dude with all the messed up uh, head? Jack. New Jack. He's dead, man. <laughs> Oh, is he? Yeah. Come oh, on. so you can't, you can't live a lifestyle like that and survive forever. Oh, yeah, true. But uh, I, anyway, we got the the world famous America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball with uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, former big 472. Yeah. So make sure uh, you, you take a chance. You can go find any group by We Don't Know Sports out there, but those are the names. Go check them out. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever you can find us. We're trying to bring you content content daily leave but, a voicemail yeah and leave us a voicemail you cowards we we got a couple we're gonna close the show with those but uh, let's kick it over to colorado and see how our boy andrew's doing he's an aspiring podcaster here to get advice from us god help him all right ladies and gentlemen we uh did a little bit better than voicemail sometimes we get fans and listeners out there that are uh, from all walks of life remember the very first person we ever talked to was from montana and did like goat parkour you remember that oh good old jackie <laughs> jackie hummel yeah. so we didn't go that far west but we went out west again and yeah. i was talking to biggie earlier we got this theme of colorado going on because we got andrew with us now and andrew i don't want to butcher your last name say it for me oh yeah it's eichner Eichner. He's a little Eichner, yeah. whatever that means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the show, man. You're out in uh, Colorado. How's life well, treating you today, man? Well, you know, it's the first time, you know, looking outside right now, it's the first day that it hasn't rained at like six o'clock in probably two months. So <laughs> it's been kind of crazy out here. It's the It's probably the rainiest summer we have had here in Colorado that I can remember in 17 years of being here. Here's but, how much of a dork yeah, I, I am. It. I know that's important because Colorado water feeds a lot of states out there. How, how about that yeah. for knowledge? Do you know that? I do not. Yeah. It's like a big yeah. water tank. Anyway, nobody cares right. about that. Yeah. Dude, what's on the wall back there, man? You got a Broncos jersey hanging? What is that? Yeah, so that right there is uh, a signed C.J. Anderson jersey that my wife got years ago. So we hung that up in our office. And then uh, I'm going to grab this thing. So this right here, I actually got this from an auction from my uh, from my in-laws' uh, uh, nonprofit fundraiser that they do for a trivia bowl. Bob Gibson. Oh, yep, wow. it's a wow. authentic Bob Gibson signed. Put that in so, the case, man. Dude, I know it's on a stand up here, but uh, thankfully nobody really comes into the office that much. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this segment of Where to Rob People for Sports Memorabilia. Uh, no, not really. Right. But, uh, no, Andrew, you've been listening to the show a little bit, and you've been uh, hanging out in some of the, the Facebook groups we got. What, what, what do you interact yep. with the most with us? I, I can't remember. You tell everybody. Where do you like to interact? Yeah, so, really, I joined the uh, America's Pastime, uh, you know, that Facebook group, I want to say last year. And I remember uh, one of my first posts in the group was when uh, – 
because I'm a huge Rangers fan. So, because uh, I was born in Fort Worth, Texas, and and basically I, I always joke with people that, you know, I came out of my mom's womb with a Rangers jersey on, and just always been a fan of the Rangers. So, um, I hate the Cardinals because of 2011. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm a Reds and, fan, uh, so I, I also the hate the Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, so. You know, we've had a lot of rough years as a Rangers fan, but, uh, you know, last year I think I made the post of Corey Seager making the all-star team and, and a bunch of people coming back like, he's not having a great year, yada, 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 yada. I'm like, he's got the best batting average. He's got more home runs than he's already had, you know, in any, he's tracking to get more home runs than he's had in any season in LA. He's getting on base more. He's walking more. He's striking out less. What, what do you mean he's not as good as he was in LA? So, um, yeah, I'd say that the Facebook group is probably where I interact the most, um, you know, and then just listening to, you know, switching up the podcast and stuff, either on my way to or, or on the way uh, back from work and everything. So, yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate it. And, you know, Mr. Brown here does a fantastic job running that baseball group. And I, I don't we didn't do an autograph giveaway this evening, did we? I haven't announced that I'm going to probably do it tomorrow or maybe Saturday. We'll have to see. OK, so just a reminder for everybody out there, you know, you can always get some uh, not not quite Bob Gibson level for free. We don't we don't we're not that rich here yet. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. We might post Andrew's address. Later. Several former all stars. Yeah. Yes. Fair. Yes. It's still a. Hey, any autograph from a big leaguer is a, a special autograph. So right. anyway, so I, I got to ask since right. he's a Rangers fan, and I, I'm asking you too, Mr. Brown, how important I, I don't think managers are that important still in baseball. Everything's all analytical now, but clearly in the case of the Rangers rise this year, and if they end up winning a pennant at least, or maybe even more, do we have to talk about Mr. Bochy a little differently? So I, I, I want to talk real quick because – as soon as the Rangers hired Bruce Bochy this offseason, mm-hmm. I, I told them, I said, listen, he did. You don't understand how big of a deal this is. I said, because they got Simeon, they got Seeger last year. And yep. at the time, they had just signed DeGrom, which we know he's great when he's healthy. Um, but I was like, Bruce Bochy um, immediately adds credibility to that franchise. When he walks into a locker room with his resume, mm-hmm. he demands respect on the spot. To be fair, we all kind yeah. of said the same thing about Tony Larusa too, and that was a mistake. I don't, but, I don't but, know about that. But we did acknowledge the yeah, age. But I, but, I didn't so like that fit, about, though. It was here's, odd. Here's the thing about Larusa and the White Sox and Bochy and the Rangers. Look at the White Sox this year versus where they were at over the years. That's true. Were all those other years a fluke, and is this the true team this year? I mean, you know, you got Eloy Jimenez, who's probably the solid, the most solid player on their team. Tim Anderson has one home run in the last 17 months. Like, I mean, they're all falling apart. Like, I don't necessarily know if that's a Tony La Russa issue or if it's a team built around him. Because if you take a look at the Rangers, I mean, from my experience of following them from when we were in the World Series in 2011 through all the painful years of up until now, I mean, one of the things, too, was I, I, I give a lot of flack of our horrible seasons and blame John Daniels for that, um, because I, I just some of the moves he made as the GM and as the president of operations, it, it just did, they didn't make sense. Um, and then you look at, you know, bringing in Chris Young, you know, he brought in Chris John Daniels brought in Chris Young as the GM. 
then John Daniel steps down and Chris Young takes over both those roles again. But Chris Young's got two full years now in the GM role at Texas and look where we're at now. I mean, one of the first trades he did, which as a Rangers fan, and I think a lot of other Rangers fans and, and my grandma, you know, she was a Rangers fan her whole life. And whenever they'd trade her favorite players or whatever, she'd be so heartbroken about it and not understand it, obviously, but the game's but, you know, changed grandma. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you know, at the same token, it's like, uh, what was it last year? Two years ago, the Rangers traded Joey Gallo to the Yankees. And of course yeah. we're all just like, fuck, like he went to the Yankees. We just traded away our best outfielder, but look what we got in return for it. Owen or Glenn Otto and Ezekiel Duran. I wouldn't have been that upset so, about like, Gallo. <laughs> and then you, but like now it's hindsight's 2020 of like, actually that worked out great for us. Like that was a great trade on, on Chris Young's part. And then, you know, you take all those years with John Daniels as the GM and look at the trade deadlines that they did, like that we had. And then look at this past trade deadline with Chris Young, like knowing where we're at. And he goes out and trades one player. Okay, yeah, it's Ronald Acuna's younger brother, who's who is the top prospect in our system. But he just traded one player for Max Scherzer and $35 million in cash. Yeah, I, he's been waiting to get this like, on his chest for a while. Yeah. He's, he's feeling good about the direction of the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, you should be. And then on top of that, I, then, think, I think your biggest thing is Montgomery, man. I mean, I think he's going to have better stats down the stretch than Scherzer. Just my opinion. Right. No, and I agree. I mean, Montgomery's younger. The only can, And, like, I've been already thinking about it. It's like, okay, what do we need to do this season to convince Montgomery to sign a deal with us next year? Because could you imagine that that starting rotation next year at one point? You have DeGrom, Scherzer, Evaldi, Montgomery, and John Gray as your as your fifth. Like <laughs> that's solid, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's the best that's rotation in, in the in the AL for sure. I, I do say oh, yeah. I, I want to at least give my appreciativeness out there to all Rangers fans, because uh, I do have uh certain outfielder uh on my uh fantasy team, but has been like yeah. a top five player. All year, so uh, that is that is nice. He, I mean, out of your 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 players this year, who's your favorite on the roster? Who who do you like right now? Honestly, it, it's a it's a toss up between Simeon and Seager. Um, okay. You know, for myself, and Simeon's had a hell of a year too, hasn't he? Huge he's, bounce he's back. He's had a it's a consistent year, honestly, and I think this is. It's it's the year that everybody was expecting him to have last year without him because of what he did in Toronto in one year in Toronto going and doing all he did. People were like, oh, my God, Marcus Simeon's like great for his age. Like he's going to go to Texas and immediately do that. But it's like that's two different teams in three years. Like that's going to take a transition phase. But I mean, to that point, too, that you were making, Greg, of, you know, Bruce Bochy and and there has to be something said for managers. And I was actually thinking and talking to my wife about this last night because her family is originally from Arizona. So they're diehard Arizona Diamondbacks fans. Really? Those exist? Yeah. (laughs) So imagine that you have a Diamondbacks family and a Rangers fan living in Colorado that both spurned the Rockies because they don't know how to run a baseball team, but (laughs) Uh, (laughs) some shade on the locals, but I get it. I get it. But hey, hey I mean, so real quick, yeah. so I, I did come to Coors this past uh like last month for the first time, and I love yeah. I love Denver, it was amazing. I'll be back, but 
You're right. I was at the game where the Angels beat them 25 to 1. Yeah. Oh, you were at that game. Yeah, yeah. He picks the winners. Yeah, yeah you picked the uh you picked the game to go to where there was a lot of offense. But Oh yeah. But like, you know, take the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. You know, for instance, when we're talking about managers, you have Tori Lovello, who's been in Arizona for what, four years now, maybe more. And they finally get to this point where they're, you know, leading the division. They're, they're doing well. They're looking like they're going to make the playoffs and make a deep run in the playoffs. And then since the trade deadline, they still haven't won a game. Hmm. Like, whereas you take the Rangers they had the same start to the season, probably a little bit better, but the relatively same start. They go into the trade deadline. Obviously, they made t- bigger trade deadline moves. But then you take Bruce Bochy and, okay, they just lost their first game last night since the trade deadline. So it's like, at what point is it the manager in the clubhouse, you know, telling the guys how to, you know, actually treat their bodies and, and really work and stuff. And like that experience of winning world three world series in San Francisco, one of which was against the Rangers, but we're not going to talk about that, but, but like just the, the pedigree of Bruce Bochy with that team versus, you know, Tori Lovello, it's like, is Tori Lovello the right manager for the Diamondbacks? So, so would you guys say Bochy is, Maybe the best manager of this generation. Uh, that's hard to say. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's hard to jury, say. Jury's still guys, out, right? Here, here's what I was going to say, though. But like the comparisons between the Rangers and the Astros, which is going to be a dogfight down to the last mm-hmm. game. Oh, it um, is. So the comparisons are crazy. Clearly, they're both in Texas. Their stadiums are kind of similar. Both of their managers are former Giants managers. You got Dusty stadium, and, and Brochie. That yes. pissed me off. When I when I saw the layout of the new Rangers ballpark, okay, so I, you know, growing up, I'd go to the old Rangers ballpark and you know, ninety eight degrees, humidity, open roof, like you're dying of heat exhaustion going to a game. They say they're going to build a new stadium with you know, dome, seventy five degree controlled temp. It's great, it's fantastic, it's a beautiful stadium. But if you look out left field, there's the big glass structure out there with the columns. Tell me that does not look like Houston's columns in left field yeah. with the windows in the back. Yeah. Be more original, right? I got it. <laughs> but, but no, like, yeah, keep going, keep going. I, I, I was going to ask him just, uh, how do you feel like this is going to shake out between the Rangers and the Astros? And we actually have uh, at the very end of the show when we play our voicemails, we have a Mariners season ticket holder that chimed in, and uh, you know he was uh, saying the Rangers and Astros are both overrated. But anyway, all right. So before he yeah. jumps in, so yeah. it. You have the, as of this afternoon, I don't know if anybody's played today yet because I've been at soccer, but the Rangers are two games up on the Astros. The Mariners are five and a half back. So it's really a two dog race, but the Mariners could, they're playing really good ball. But to me, the best, the best meme I saw out there when, when Scherzer went to the Rangers and Verlander went to the Astros was uh, on the dark night when the Joker's like, we're having tryouts. There's only open for one and he breaks the pull stick. And that's where the Rangers and the Astros are right now. They're going to fight to see who's that one. Right. Exactly. And, you know, for me, it was kind of like, you know, it's always funny too. Like when you see it, like listening to like the flipping bats podcast, they brought this up, but you know, Mets fans are probably looking at themselves in the mirrors. Like what happened to our team? At one point we had DeGrom and Scherzer. At one point we had Scherzer and Verlander. 
Now DeGrom and now DeGrom and Scherzer are on the Rangers and Verlander's back in Houston. Well, it shows like, you can't just throw a roster together. Like you can't just spend money and expect it to work. And again, I mean, like look I would what, counter-argue that and say, look at the Dodgers. Yeah, but how much of their stuff's homegrown? They have a lot of homegrown there too. Like they're really good at developing yeah, pitchers. Well, yeah, they are really good at developing pitchers, but when it comes to you know, position oh, I'm, players. I'm not saying they're not spending money. I'm like, just saying that, you know, they, yeah. they have a good balance. I, I think the Dod- like the Dodgers are actually down compared to what they normally are because I feel like they're waiting for that Shohei sweepstakes, so they're not as high as the Mets are normally right now. Yeah, I could see that. But I don't know. That that whole Shohei sweepstakes is going to be a whole another conversation. I, I, I'll ask That'll you about that real quick, but just I, I want to know, it's a two-and-a-half yeah. game lead right now for the, the Rangers. How, how's it going to finish? Deep thoughts. When do they play the Astros? Uh, he's getting it's real tight. September. He's getting he's he's got to get into the deets. The next I think it's in September is the next series. This is no quasi prediction. This is a well-educated man making sure he's representing his fan base hey. proudly here. When is the last time a September series has meant this much for a Rangers fan? 2011. Yeah. There you 2011. Go. <laughs> Actually probably 2012 when we got swept by the Giants, but uh, Yeah. Uh, I can't so remember years. It's been a long time. 4th through the 6th. So, let's see. Um if our pitching stays healthy, I think we win the division. All right. So, uh, and, you, if, you and if Evaldi comes back from the IL and dominates like he was, I think we win the division. How many games? Two games. Two games. And uh, hey, is Jung out for the year? Uh, it's up in the air. From what I've been reading and seeing, he's he had surgery. He's going to still hang around the clubhouse and stuff and, and be around the team and, and everything else after surgery. And then, He's hoping to make it back before the end of the regular season because they said he's supposed to be out six weeks, which would put him right near the end of the regular season, right into the postseason. So if he doesn't come back in the regular season, he'll at least be there for the postseason. So you can relate to me on this uh, perspective. So this year's All-Star game was essentially the Braves versus the Rangers. Um, How how did that make you feel? Honestly, when – I mean, you know, I watched the live, you know, all-star game, you know, roster reveal, and it was just, honestly, I was kind of dumbfounded. It had to be surreal for you. I knew you were doing well. Yeah. Like, it it was surreal, and I think it was surreal for every Rangers fan, because it's like, I mean, we, with our win two days ago against Oakland, we just tied the total wins we had last year. Mm. And here, here's the we thing: have two too. months of the season left. A lot like, of people, a lot of people get pissed about the All Star Game voting because it's the fans. But when you look at every single Ranger that's got the start, I mean, they all had, they all had great stats. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong; there's a player you could have made an argument for that could have started. But they were mostly oh, 100%. But none of those players were like, "Oh, they don't deserve to be there." Because right. if they weren't starting, they were at least going to be named an All Star, even yeah. if they weren't. They were going to play. <laughs> so I mean, right. Exactly. You, can't, you can't get mad about it because they're going to be there whether they started or not. Man, I, I love yeah. the optimism, man. I like Texas Ranger baseball really has been kind of just irrelevant for the past decade. And, and like, I know what that feels like being a Reds fan. It sucks. So I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, but I, I got to ask a couple other questions because we only have so much time. And, you yeah. know, we, we got to see the memorabilia there a little bit. Even though he hates the Cardinals, he has a nice Bob Gibson autograph. Yeah. We'll let that slide because he's, he's a, 
He's hey, good. He's level one of the pitchers. greatest pitchers yeah. in the world, like ever. So I'll take. So arguably the best. You, you talked about the CJ yeah. Anderson jersey there. You know, we had a fantasy football draft we did one year, and we created a false rumor that he was hurt and was out for the year during a preseason game. And he slid to like the eleventh round. Do you remember that? I do. That was insane. And no, no one would touch him, and he was completely healthy. Yeah, oh one, so, one person who wasn't drunk decided to Google it and was like, oh, "That son of a bitch is spreading lies." Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, are you a Broncos fan, or who is your squad? Yeah. So, I'll be honest. Before I got married, uh, and before I really uh, met my wife and started dating, I really did not like the NFL. I was always more of a college guy. Yeah, but that sucks um, now, man. We just talked about that yeah. before we interviewed you. Conference realignment, the NIL, the transfer, right. it's ruined college football. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I don't know, it, it's questionable now Now that my Ducks are going to the uh, Big Ten. But Your Ducks? I was uh, I was yeah. going to say, I see the LSU Tigers hoodie, man. Oh, and LSU. It, it's, it's convoluted. My wife gives me a whole lot of crap, but my dad's two favorite teams were LSU and you Oregon. You can't have born more in, than in one Shreveport favorite team, Pacific. You can't do oh, that. I can. I can. And I have reasons for all of them. Uh, all right. No, so if, but, if, you, if you had to rank NFL, your college yes. teams, if you had to rank your college teams, who's first LSU or Oregon? Depends on if they're playing each other and if they're playing title. each other for the national title, who you, who you pick? See that then now you probably, gotta pick one. Probably probably this if it was this year, probably Oregon since LSU had the best team in college football uh, in twenty nineteen. Go Tigers. But then if Oregon but then if Oregon wins it, then the next year it's let's go LSU. That was <laughs> such a bullshit non answer. It was. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I know how to hey I know how to sit on a fence and bullshit my way around an answer to give the answer that uh, I need to give to uh sitting on a that pointed I'm a fence post is what he's doing. Both. That's terrible. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but no, I will say though that now that I have become an NFL fan, uh, you know, I am more of a Broncos fan now. I have adopted them as my NFL team and uh we uh we get season tick we buy some uh tickets from a family friend of ours that has season tickets and so we sit right at the uh, you know end zone right underneath the giant scoreboard. So got to go to a couple games. Actually, Denver's year, a good time. Yeah. I bet Denver is a good football oh, yeah. That stadium is it's rocking. My watch tells me I'm like at the, you know, loud environment oh, yeah. sitting in the stands from people cheering. Like it's great. Mine does that but, too. When I'm in the car singing, but I think it's just yeah. like, shut up, Chad. You're terrible. <laughs> right. Mm, but, it does. I bet. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, but I'm a Raiders fan, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Did you see Derek Carr's picture today? I don't care. Did you see that? Wait, what? Carr's like, he's eating horse steroids or something. Oh, boy's jacked. It ain't going to help him throw a football he, any better, but he's jacked. It's that well, gumbo. Is, it's that gumbo. No, that's would jacked. you rather have Derek Carr or injury-prone Garoppolo? Oh, I want Derek Carr all day. Corporate says it's the yeah. same picture. Yeah. He, he yeah. eating that gumbo and knowledge. the difference between these two pictures. Corporate <laughs> says it's the same picture. Exactly. <laughs> only, only one gets hurt and the other one doesn't. That's it. But one has the problem. Right. He, I mean, let's be honest. Neither one is going to lead you to a Super Bowl, so I really don't care. No, but I would totally watch Jimmy Garoppolo on quarterback just to see his personal life. That would be amazing. <laughs> right? That'd be good. That'd shit. be crazy. The power of poor. That's it. So <laughs> we got to we got to wrap up here. We got another. Yeah. I don't know. Half three quarters. Of, I don't know. We got more shit to talk about off the interview here. But yeah. 
You know, you you uh you told me you were an aspiring podcaster, Mr. Brown. You got any advice you would give Andrew on uh, how to harness the masses? I mean, you you've developed quite a following with the baseball group we were talking about. So, what advice would you give Andrew? Yeah, I mean, for the growth, you got to stay consistent. Um, you can't get discouraged if things don't go your way for a little while. Just keep plugging. Uh, for me, believe it or not, my biggest thing when we started this a few years back was I was terrified of public speaking. And um, through this podcast and other things, I don't care. And I don't have the best radio voice like Chad does, but um, I figured out a way to make it better, make sure I'm enunciating and all that good thing. Uh, But uh, you just got to, if you're passionate and and you're consistent, Mm -hmm. I I think it works out, to be honest. Any any advice about Facebook, Joe? Oh, Facebook, Joe. Yeah, so... uh, don't, don't be racist. Don't be overly perverted. No, it's don't, more yeah. complicated than that. Do not talk about Jeffrey Dahmer at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They don't yeah, like that. That'll do it. They, yeah, they got me in jail 11 months later for a Jeffrey Dahmer joke because <laughs> the, the following thing after the Netflix came out, it was the following year when they, they, they junked me on it. Oh my gosh. Well, I will say this, you know, I may be a little intimidated when, uh, my father-in-law do start this podcast together and we get everything set up. Not because I don't, you know, not because, you know, it's public speaking or, or recording myself and putting it out there for the world to hear. But uh, my father-in-law is a professional PA announcer. No, so that's, he does that's hard. like indoor volleyball and stuff. And he got to cross off one of the bucket list items of doing the uh, men's, and in, men's and women's indoor volleyball at the Tokyo Olympics. Nice. So he's got that lovely that's announcer's sweet. voice. And I'm just sitting Why didn't we get him on the show? He would have been a better guest. Why didn't we get him? I'm just kidding. Right. Hey, hey, do you know who Bob do you know who Bob Picozzi is? I can't say I've heard the name. He he worked for ESPN for like 20 years, but he used to be like the update guy for Mike and Mike in the morning. You would talk about radio voices. To me, he had to bet anybody we've ever talked to, he would come on and talk March Madness with us. That dude's voice is just I don't yeah. know. You, you could tell. Yeah. You could tell it was, that was his moneymaker, you know? Right. Yeah. So I got to so, do vocal exercises to lower the voice. Type, so I what, think, what so. are you going to try to steer? What are you going to steer your podcast to? What are you going to try to, you going to make it more niche? You're going to be more broad. Yeah. So I think what we had talked about was kind of, you know, not necessarily focusing on one specific sport per se, um, kind of, you know, rotating it out, you know, you know, in the summers, obviously baseball is kind of going on. So we'll talk about that, kind of talk about high level things. But obviously during the summer, you got NBA and NFL not- like updates, like new player signing, you got the NFL draft, stuff like that. Um, and then so we'll probably mix and match it throughout the seasons based on what sport is kind of, you know, going on and bringing in like any big updates that we see and talk about that. But then, uh, you know, he's also got some connections to uh, some collegiate uh coaches and collegiate admin for collegiate sports so we'll probably kind of talk about um local college um athletics or or even national college athletics as well um and kind of get some of those guests on as well that he has he has those connections too so yeah sounds like competition for us exactly Mm. yeah let, let, let's cut the segment right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're fired from the. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, <laughs> hey, if you get started, man, we'll give you some love. We'll come on. We'll be guests if you need some guests, and uh, we'll, we'll share yeah, your of course. stuff out. You know, we, we love being reciprocal here, but I have nothing else. We got a damn good background, you know? That's right. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
And I played NBA Jam earlier, and uh, I beat Mark Price and Brad Daughtry on the Cavs by one point. It was a buzzer beater, 0.3 seconds. Did you play big or the No, I was playing the computer, oh, so wow. you know it was tough. Hey, so let me, how, you're, yeah. you, you look younger, so do you remember NBA Jam? Oh, yeah. All the right. old Did, arcades with, yeah. like, the NBA Jam. I even – I can't even remember – that's what that is. Oh, there you go. Nice. So who would your squad be? Who did you like to play with? So I will say this. I never really – so I, I didn't really play NBA Jam all that often. But, um, you know, I got really into – was it on the PlayStation 2, I want to say, was – what was that MLB game where, you know, if you beamed the pitcher or the batter enough, the, the uh, batter would actually charge the mound. Is that and triple play that baseball? And, is that what that was? I don't have no clue. I can't remember, but it was it was like baseball on steroids with hockey fighting. Nice. <laughs> that's like it was, uh, it that's awesome. what everybody every platform was making like NFL the Blitz. Yeah, you had like NFL right. Street. You probably had like MLB <laughs> minor league drunk bar fight or something. Yeah. I don't know. Right, all the underground like fighting games turned into you know modern sports. Right. I remember an episode of South Park, Colorado reference, where uh, they were playing the yep. new Tiger Woods game. And it was right after, uh, you know, he had his incident with his wife. So the game was <laughs> like running from her while she was, you motherfucker, and trying to <laughs> wow. beat him with a golf club. <laughs> He's just driving away. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's a fun game. But uh, anyway, Andrew, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Uh, as as always, uh, any fan, any listener out there that's interacting with us, man, come on. We'll, we'll talk to anybody out there. But we always love the perspective. And for a Rangers fan living in Colorado, damn, he, he knew his shit. He was ready to talk about the Rangers, man. He had a lot lot to say. And I mean, he should have a lot to say. This is a good time for Rangers. Yeah, fans. he's like, now is the time for well, me to and, go out and do a and podcast. And last plug, I mean, Brown's got a lot to say, too, being a Braves fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't rub it in. You know, we get it. Yeah. As Chad says, don't get me started. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a, it's a whole other show. So. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Andrew, thanks for coming on, brother. We'll uh, we'll see you yeah. down the road. Of course. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. So since, uh, you know, we just got done talking with somebody that, you know, follows us on social media. I don't know if it's as bad in the other groups, but man, the the football group we have, it's been out of hand a little bit lately. Like it's been growing like crazy, but have you seen some of the comments and things that are popping up now? It is so raunchy. I can't even keep up. Well, I'm going to help you keep up. Is that okay? All right. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to share. Well, you got some- like a. Uh- David Letterman top 10 here or what? Uh, you know, I hate to give it justice and say top 10 because out of the 482 that just happened today, I couldn't go through all those, nor would I want to. I don't have the mental acuity to deal with all that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, just for those who complain, because they think we take their comments down. Yeah. You know, they think we're like wielding the sword or like, no, we don't approve of this or that. The only thing we take down is if somebody puts anything political or anything racist. Pretty much it. Right. And it ain't like we're headhunting. It's usually either Facebook flagged it or someone reported it and then we rule one. Yeah. I mean, we're looking for it. And we challenge probably 90%, not really, but we challenge some and say, like, this is stupid. Let's just be honest. We really don't care what you say unless it negatively affects us and then we have to deal with so it. So just to prove we don't care, I'm going to read 10 of my favorites I picked out today. Is that fair? All right. This is from 10 to 1. Uh, should I say the names? Should we put some yes. heat on them? Yes. <laughs> I'll give you first names. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Dustin says, STFU dot dot dot. You sound like a BCH. They banned that. They didn't even say the word bitch. Wow. That's reaching. 
Shannon says, if you don't want to get hit, play basketball, pussy. I like that. I mean, that, got, that got banned. That's a good take. Dylan said, kids need their asses beat, bud, or they'll end up like me. Wow. <laughs> wow. These are fun out of context. I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying that's this. A, yeah, quite of a turn of events there. Mm, I, gotta z- I, I think that last one, he's like, that's like him reaching for help. Yeah, I, need to, so. I need to get the read. anyone checked on him lately? Uh, that's not my job. Okay. All right, reading glasses out for this one because it's a little longer. Well, Steven replied to Bill and said, but way to self-admit being mentally ill coward who wastes police time, your inbred cousin fucking cops can't do shit. You have no evidence of who I am or where I live, you fat waste of skin. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, but wait, there's more. William responded to somebody saying, oh, but you, uh, I can't even read these sometimes. Oh, but you forget for, he put for and get that's yeah. why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He meant the word forget, but you forget Mahomes did in fact have an injury on the quote unquote slippery field, piss poor planning by the Eagles. They did play on the same field. So all your what ifs and any other BS is void and invalid. Suck it easy. You sniveling bitch. He was good until the end. Like, you had to get that last oh, dig in there. Like, this is all analytical, and then all of a sudden he just went, like, suck it. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> How do we get from when we walked down the hallways in middle school telling everyone, suck it, to you can't say snibbling bitch? I mean, that's it. Bitch is very, very bad word on Facebook. Very, very bad. Um, but I would also like to point out that probably – 80% of these people saying these comments have probably never called a person a bitch in person. No, they probably haven't. Never a dull moment. I, I lost my place. Uh, all right, I got Bill replying to Steven. I love it when they tag people. <laughs> I don't even want to read this one. No, read it. I want to enjoy fucking your mom. You threatened the wrong guy. Answer your phone or the cops get your threat to kill me. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> What is wrong with people? Why is why is our Facebook why is our Facebook football group where people want to get out these hostilities? I would guess that guy probably has called to me a bitch before. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the twenty percent. <laughs> what I want to hear is next time the new serial killer serial killer is announced in America. Can we tie it back to this guy? That's true. Yes. You don't know who I am. You don't know where I am. That's why we're Send putting the this cops on, this my is, way. This is a matter of public record. Yeah, we're putting this on record today. Another one. I saw this guy a lot in here. Jason responding to Joby. Have all those cheeseburgers gone to your head, fat boy? Crying emoji face. You're comparing seasons three years apart and using that as an argument first means beat what the... WTF, are you looking at Tubby Hertz? Wasn't first in anything last year. Goofy, you definitely don't know what TF you're talking about, crying emoji. And we weren't talking about field passing fat Chuck. We were talking about the two QBs rushing. So you bringing up passing as irrelevant, irrelevant doesn't effing matter if Hertz was winning. Is he was as good as you are Ask kissing two games out of 17. I can't go on. This is, this clearly, is nonsense. Clearly he's on his way for that novel. He was, he was doing, he was doing God's work there. All right. How about Charles responding to Sean? Calm down, fat boy. We don't accept losers here. It's he's Facebook. Correct, we don't. 
No, I mean, he was just speaking for us. Yeah. That wasn't that bad. Come on, Facebook. There's nothing wrong with that one. You call somebody a loser, I guess that's as bad as... Say, I don't know. Before you go on... I, I only got one left. All right, go ahead. Old Blake responded to Dave, yep, 27 years and counting, only one trophy for you and your fugly wife. <laughs> you had to bring the missus. So they get so hostile, they have to go scrub the other person's profile for, like, ammunition. They go digging. The people put it out there to ah, grab. I mean, that's what happens. There's two views on this. One, when you put your whole life on social media, be ready for people to use it to attack you. Two, I really wish that we could selectively go through <laughs> and come up with a, uh, instead of a celebrity death match, it's a football is life death match where we find a couple of these guys that talk shit to each other and we get to put them in a ring. Well, you know, that's kind of why I'm calling them out is I'm hoping it, it breeds to, you know, some more entertainment value down the road. But, you know, it I- is crazy. Mike Tyson said it best, or at least this quote's attributed to, to him. You know, social media has made people too comfortable with talking shit and not getting punched in the mouth. That is good. (laughs) (laughs) He waits till the end. (laughs) Uh, That's us coming back from a sound check after me not getting anything to work right, and then I'm counting backwards from five, and Biggie just slams his phone down in anger. Unintentional. <laughs> Usually, though, he always does something right at the buzzer. It is. Yeah, and, and that's when I looked over at you guys. You were looking at me like that, and I thought to myself, yeah, I get it. Usually, I am that guy. That was unintentional. Yeah. I was trying to set my phone up to look to show notes so I could follow along. Well, listen, Biggie. You know when you start, you get a reputation, man. That's what we come for. That yeah. is Biggie. That yeah. is what he does. You establish this reputation. I am. I can't remember what we were talking about. We were, we were complaining about Facebook, and I was reading off comments, and I did want to get in. No, what, I was, what I was trying to say, if I didn't get to it, was that I think we need this fight between Zuckerberg and, and Musk. Yes, because I'm so sick of Facebook being so shitty and so pussified. You want that, Elon to take it over. I mean, I I need someone other than Zuckerberg because he's a straight-up pussy. I don't care if he's a lizard man and he's got jujitsu training. His stoyle. Someone needs to put an end to it. My stoyle is stronger exactly. than your stoyle. I'm telling you. He is a robot. So we've got to do something, whether it's him or Elon or Elon, Elon Musk or one of us, uh, the people, U.S. citizens, you know, takes down Facebook. Facebook. That's what they said in the movie. And uh, you know why he was able to get it and run with it? Because he's... And I'm pissed off because we got 105,000 followers on Facebook. And, and that, that piece of shit lizard man is trying to hold back on our reach. So That's fuck him. Far. It is bad. Fuck him. Yeah. Elon. Elon. You you you, you go. No, you go into our profile. It's like last violation was uh, nine ten months ago. Yeah. So are we just want a permanent it, it ban says, for life? It says until March of what? Twenty twenty four. Well, that part's conveniently left out. It just says March. I feel like March done came and I, gone. I would feel bad for the folks out there that use Facebook as a platform for their means of survival. Like their livelihood. Luckily, we do this as a hobby, and then we're, whatever we get from this, it's a bonus. Well, you know what it is. Like Our audience is that 
Facebook user, man. Like that's our age. We're in our forties. That's who listens. Like, could you imagine though trying to make a living with this bullshit where it's just something we do for fun and we make extra, we make it, but like what if what if you're like a local landscaper and all of a sudden like, you know, you can't be seen anymore. You know, sorry. So every time someone searches, you're not being shown. So here's what I want to do, because here's what happened. Black Adam Shepherd, White Jalen Rose. That's the same place. Yeah. All these other ones, they got together and conspired against us. Well, what's the next one now? Like Mexican Tony Romo? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Can we just do a segment of making up those? Yeah, <laughs> the opposite. Let's go and make the let's make the page Mexican Tony Romo. Is there? A, there's a white Stephen A. Smith, the black Adam Schefter. Can we get a um, transgender Aaron a- Andrews? Would that be one? Is that- <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I think if we made a Mexican uh, Tony Romo page, we'd probably blow up. You're, you're maybe we would pretend like they're a black Adam Schefter. Mm, we could not. start a new page. Yeah. Maybe that's what that's the play. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep for, them both. We're here for Mexican Tony Romo. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the Corona commercials. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Put that's two and I two together. Yeah. Yes, you're so smart. Thanks, buddy. God, I love you. I know. So good. I know. Oh, he, it's so good. He's the oil that makes the engine lubricate. No, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. That's it. All right, Biggie. You still want to talk baseball? I would love to. So what what is it that you got to get off your chest so bad? All right, I I am deeply bothered by uh, Aunt Peter Angelo is the owner of the Baltimore Orioles. So you're you're winning this year, a good chance that you can win the division. Your play by play announcer, who's been with the team for quite a while, dude. I forgot. I thought this was a joke. I didn't know this was a real story. Well, that's what makes me mad. When I first saw it, I thought it was just a ha ha. Gosh, you click on the link. It bothers me because in today's world, he said nothing wrong. All he did was give you facts, but for some reason, he was just he's talking about how the, the Rays had owned the Orioles. Yeah, he's talking about the last two years against the Rays and how they've already won more games this year than the last two years combined. All he did was tell you, we're having a really good year this year, which is evident. We've done better against a team that's been consistent in this division this year than we have in the last two years. He used no cuss words, no profanity, didn't insinuate anything, gave you straight facts. And for that, the owner suspended him for, what was it, three games? You had play-by-play guys across the country. I can send you videos. I sent you the one He's coming out in his defense. How soft are you as a fucking human being that the guy that you employ who is loved by all your players and your fans gives simple stats about you haven't been as good the last couple years as you have been this year? lies. No lies. You suspend him? It was just stats. Did you God, see it? I did. I mean, I, he didn't say nothing wrong no. at all. I don't know. I feel like even today, um, the Baltimore Orioles are over. Uh, they're they're overperforming. Overachieving. There. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, but like, why why punish this guy? There's no reason to. What an ego. I agree. Like when as you- an owner. That's what you're like with the Orioles rolling the way they are. They're leading the AL East. And you're, as an owner, is going to come in and be like, I'm going to be a dickhead and try to be a cancer. For no reason. I mean, that's really what just happened because everything's well-oiled, it seems like. And you have like... I thought it was a joke. I didn't think he really got suspended. I thought somebody was like making a joke because they were so bad against the Rays. It was like, ha ha, yeah, they're going to suspend him for saying this. You see the headline and what you think is, I think it was the Oakland A's announcer or maybe Royals A's. Uh, made reference to where they went. 
went talked like he was living a hundred years ago about where it was <laughs> and was uh, fired, suspended, then fired. Things like fired. that are fireable offenses. Giving facts about we're having a better year than we've had in a long time. How can you be that soft, that into yourself, that like, what is it? Don't talk about the past. Let's just live in the right now. That yeah. really, really bothered me. I don't know why, but I wanted to get it off I mean, my chest. It bothers me the fact that like the Orioles are the best team in AL. Live yeah. off of that. And their owner, all he has to do is sit there and keep his mouth shut because everything else is running great. Like if you have an issue with it, go talk to the guy. You don't just like, oh, you know, you're suspended. Like that is like the ultimate power play. Just, just like an asshole him. boss. You know what I mean? Like to me though, you're the talk of the AL. And you want to put this in the news? You know, whoever doesn't like the Braves, you should go to work tomorrow and make them clean the toilets. I might. Just I might. get inspired by this guy. I might. That's what I'm going to do. To me, this was one of those moves where you're the guy who has all the power, and somebody didn't do something that they didn't know they were supposed to do. What an ass. So you decided to punish them. I well, just see Big he, Perm and Zach uh, Porta. They're both Reds fans. So which one do you want me to have uh, clean the toilets tomorrow? Mm. Double team. Double team. That's right. Sorry, fellas. Didn't mean yeah, to throw you under go. the bus. There you go. All right. I, I want to talk. I want to talk some NFL. Can we go there? Yeah. I, I just I feel like we've got enough baseball. God love the Texas Rangers. Let's talk about some other shit. Uh the, the Biggie's like Mr. True Crime, loves uh documentaries and things like that. Man, the Johnny Manziel documentaries dropped, hasn't it? It or, has. I'm going to watch it this week. I weekend. haven't watched it yet. But, like, are you, you're interested in it? Oh, though. damn sure. What I about am. you, Mr. Brown? Uh, I mean, kind of mixed. I'll probably watch it. Uh, you're not once in a hurry. Baseball season's over. Okay. No hurry. <laughs> it's, oh, it's January. Yeah, gonna watch it. yeah, I'm not going to watch yeah. the insight.com bowl. So, like, don't talk this. to me about it until, like, baseball season's over. So, there, <laughs> it's already making the rounds. And I, I just wanted to share one thing. Great story, though. That he, uh, he's got the Jamarcus Russell thing about how he didn't watch tape. They asked him uh, how much uh, film he watched when he was at Cleveland, and his answer was zero. Yep. Dude, his rookie mini camp, so this be June, sometime in June in Cleveland, he got so messed up trying while well, just doing his thing, he didn't show up. Like, you would think that as a rookie – in minicamp and training camp, especially as a first-round pick and a quarterback, you'd be coming in trying to make your presence felt. When fell. you say doing your thing, you mean Coke? Yeah. <laughs> Driving that train. High on cocaine. Johnny, Johnny Manziel better watch, watch your speed. speed. He's, like, <laughs> he's like Jamarcus, man. Instead of purple drink, it's cocaine. Yep. It's a hell of a drug. See, the thing I about like man. style better. Right off that hooker's ass crack. <laughs> Think about Manziel, Bravo. and the reason that I'd like to watch this, what he reminds me of is, whether it's college or not, everyone went to high school, had the kid in high school who was a good athlete, but his parents were loaded, right? So he didn't have to work for anything. Most things were probably handed to him, and he was a good athlete, and everybody liked him. All of a sudden, you get into the real world, and life changes for him. That's what happened with him, because his parents had all this Texas oil money. He ends up at A&M. He's Johnny Football. He goes to the NFL. He don't give a crap. 
I just want to party. No, yeah, the problem was he's always been the best everywhere he's been, and now you're there with actual players that's just way better than you, and he's just like, eh, that's too much work. Yeah, these <laughs> these guys are putting work in. You know? I, What's Mon- this crap about? Mongo's not here, but both he and I watched that quarterback series on Netflix, and like that's the thing that stood out. Like just Mariota was on there, but then you had Kirk Cousins and Mahomes, and you're just like, my God, the amount of work they put in is ungodly. So then like, you hear like Johnny Manziel. All it makes me think is if he had just an – a smidge of that work ethic. How good could he have been? Like you, you did this on accident. Well, that's why when you see the really great players of all time, I'll use Jerry Rice as an example. Outworks everybody. Yep. Yeah. I, and, and Manziel. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady's not the most physically gifted quarterback. Lived the game, and that's Peyton why Manning, he was there. Peyton Manning, same yep. way. Like these guys were like that. Johnny Manziel. Now nah, I got to find some cocaine hookers. Hmm. Put that. Put that on TV. I don't know. What about the Florida doc? You gonna watch it? We've been asking for that one for a long it's not, it's time. It's coming out this month, right? Isn't it like later this August? I thought it would drop. Yeah, right around the start of college football season. It drops. Are, are these both untold, that series on Netflix you know what I'm talking about? Yep. That's the Monte Teo one I was talking about. Yeah. That was great where it starts out like catfishing. Oh, man. <laughs> that was the catfish. Put a mustache on him or whiskers. He needs it. Do that Florida one. We've been asking for that one for like four or five years. So that was the Tebow, Aaron Hernandez. Who else was on that team? The Pouncey Brothers. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be interesting. And Irvin Meyer, baby. Well, it's just, how toxic was that locker room? <laughs> now that we look back. It was the most Irvin toxic. Irvin acted like that in college, which you know he was worse. And he did because he has these kids, and when he did this shit around NFL grown ass men. You definitely imagine how toxic Florida was at that. You time. definitely wowed an out in Florida more than you are Columbus, like, right? Think of how bad Urban Meyer had to be if he's that ballsy in the NFL around grown ass men. I mean, that's what it is. It's just a big party, right? Now right. everybody comes in, and and oh, we got football to play, by the way. And then Tebow's like, guys, 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 just can I get you guys in a circle? And they're like, fuck no, I got more cocaine left. Mm. You thought, Imagine that locker room. I, ho- I just hope after, about that. I hope after we watch it, we come away feeling like they make the 80s Miami Hurricanes look like an afterthought. I hope that happens. I hope it's so out of control. So we just talked all about I mean, all this the- This is like the 86 Mets. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy stuff that happened there. And you know what the statue is Mets outside of there? Yeah. It's that Tim <laughs> Tebow speech he gives after they lose their one game oh, that yeah, year. Oh, yeah, the speech. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. But, so I'm excited Ooh. for both docs. Like I, I'm going to watch them both for sure. I so think I'd rather watch the second one. You like the Florida Gator one oh, more? Oh god, there's way more going on. Apparently, Eric Bieniemy is like the NFL version of Urban Meyer. Uh, that that was my next topic. I, I'm, I like the segue there. So uh, before we do that, I want to talk about Bieniemy. Uh, who's on Hard Knocks this year? Do you know Jets? The Jets, really, with A. A. Ron. Yep. Have you watched any of it? I haven't. Have you, Mr. Brown? No. I haven't watched Hard Knocks since the Bengals were on it when they had James Harrison. That's how long it's been. James Harrison may have the greatest play in Super Bowl history. He might. Chad, that is your next more, top five. More than uh, – I like how he's going to say James Harrison over uh, David Tyree. I said may have. <laughs> he didn't want to bring that up. I don't know. Why would he? Top five plays if in Super Bowl history? If my legs right now, I'd punch you in the face. You're too far away, and I know your legs hurt. You ain't getting up, so yep. I'm safe. I'm safe tonight, fellas. That That's for another time, but – All right, um, Eric Bieniemy. He was so bad in camp on his offensive players that they went to Ron Rivera and asked Ron Rivera to go to him and quit asking him. He's yeah, such a yeah, hard yeah, ass. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't stand up for themselves. They had to tell the head coach. 
Then Ron so. Rivera puts that out into the media. I wonder how that conversation with is him that, and the enemy maybe went behind Rivera closed is so doors. Maybe scared to talk to him that that's his way to handle it. Like, yep. I'll just put it out in the media and maybe he'll get the hint. I'll say this about, well, I was going to quit saying I'll say this, but I'll say this. I don't ever want you to stop saying I'll say this. Everyone wants to talk about Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job and what is the reason why they say he doesn't interview well. You know, is it racism? Okay. Apparently he's You're the hardest. Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, so he gets credit for all the offense. What I want to see this year out of the Washington, whatever they want to call themselves, with Eric Bieniemy mm. as – OC is an offense that I think that Andy Reid's running. If they're scoring 27 points a game, give that man a head coaching job. Ron Rivera, move on out that door. Otherwise, let's move off Eric Bieniemy. So can I ask a stupid question? Because yes, I'm drawing a blank. Why the hell did he leave KC and go to? Because Washington? three years in a row, he's been overlooked by all the head coaching positions and not got it. Because he's still not a head coach. Because what he just said, he's yeah. in Andy Reid's shadow. So going to Washington. That shadow's gone. So if the offense does he well, he took the same job in Washington yeah. just to prove he could do it without Andy Reid. Because he's not getting promoted where he's at. But that's the whole reason why he's there. Is he's he feels like he he's betting on himself essentially. He's just trying to prove himself now that he's there. It's funny that he ends up there, and it's it's, it's that deal. If you were going to hire him and expect the same thing that you got in Kansas City, you know on game day Andy Reid's making all the calls. You know he's a big part of what they're doing offensively. Well, Andy Reid's the offense. Yeah. So why are you hiring Eric Bieniemy as your head coach when you know he's not the guy running it? Because he interviews so well. It's like – so Josh McDaniels gets a job because they know he runs the offense even though he shouldn't I, get no, the head coaching I, job. I get it. All right. But So here's the question. Let's just wrap this up. Can he prove himself in Washington? Like if there was a team to go to and have the offense perform well – I don't think they've been a top twenty one since top twenty offense since like twenty nineteen. Here's the thing: who's the quarterback? I don't even know. And then like Sam Howell. I what? And he's serving beers at Cheers. I don't. I don't. I don't know who Washington's quarterback is. I really don't know. Is it Patrick Ramsey? I'm like, not sure. No. I. Do they still have? Uh, Here's Heineke? what I think: Heineke's If Washington gone, right? has a top ten offense this year, give Eric Bieniemy a head coaching job. <laughs> Just give him the Washington job, right? So Sorry, I, Ron. I, I, here's my question: So him switching from the same job over there to Washington, you know, he had to come into camp with a chip on his shoulder. Yep, and he probably is being a little more harsh with his offensive unit because one, he was comfortable in KC and he knew they were going to perform where he's coming into Washington. And he knows this is a questionable unit. Questionable. Dude, put him in the hall of fame. If he has a top 15 That's offense, my point. the quarterback room is Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm. There you go. Wow. Jacoby Brissett. will start. Probably. Yeah. Not, he's always that guy that falls back to yep. that spot every time. But my point is, He's crazy. So, like, if he does well with this, like you said, he deserves a spot after this year. I mean, the good thing is he's young enough where whenever this inevitably fails and he doesn't get the head coaching job, he's got time to go to another team and build it back up. It's just crazy that he ends up in Washington with Ron Rivera who had to do the same lateral move before he could get a head coaching position. And when he finally got that head coaching position in Carolina, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So I was I was reading Rivera's comments about it, uh being to me and him being like harsh or whatever. And he was like, you know, I, I played for uh you know Ditka, you know, and 
you know, I, I didn't, I don't necessarily lead the same way he does. So, you know, he's, I'm like, man, you're comparing them to like these old school guys. Like that's these players nowadays, they, they're not going to respond to that. Well, not, not even close, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be all right. We'll see how it plays out. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, so we got anything else in NFL going on hard knocks. We talked about Eric B Florida doc Manziel. I think it about wraps it up. <laughs> you got anything else? <laughs> He's laughing. I went down my list. What notes do you have, Mister Brown? Oh, they're right here. Baby. They're not. A, they're, they're on not the notes, but we didn't really talk about it. I'll say this: Manziel <laughs> say this. He'll say this. Damn it! Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wonder how those neurons fire in that big old brain of yours. They're firing like shotgun <laughs> blasts. Always be like, I'll say this: <laughs> Manziel, Doc, or Florida. We need to watch one of them before we come back and talk this again. Well, the, the Florida one's not out yet, so you and me, we need to watch the Manziel doc because okay. Mr. Brown said he's got to wait till baseball's not. No, I can might squeeze it in if I have to. Just remind me. We're not going to ask it. If you do it, man, we're going to love you for it. But if not, it is what it is. I'm sure I can still give you a few one lines. I'm sure your imagination about Manziel's life will not oh, be. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You just rock those locks there, Mr. Fontana. Mm. Mm. Fontana? What? What? <laughs> Ryan Fontana. <laughs> what is he talking about? The anchor for news team. I don't oh, know. He sounded sexy. He's making a, why did you say it was such he a He shaves that down to sideburns, and he's Paul Rudd. <laughs> mm, nice. Have you ever looked at a picture of Paul Rudd from like 95? Yeah. It's the same picture as now. It is. What is going on? Lots of fetuses. Is he a lizard person? Baby fetuses. A lot of fetuses being eaten. Is, there, is he uh, Scientology? Do we know? I don't know. I love him as an actor, though. Is he Scientology, Biggie? I have no idea. Is he Illuminati? Lizard person. That's possible. Can't rule anything out. I do like Paul Rudd, though. He's, he's, he's all right. Great range. You, you got a favorite Paul Rudd movie? <laughs> I got one that's funny, but it's not my favorite. All right. Uh, what is it? My Idiot Brother? My Idiot Brother. Well, it's one of his older ones. It has a it lot is. of people in it. Isn't Paul Rudd and this is 40? Yes. He is. Yeah. Movie. He's, yeah. uh, he's the one who's uh, hung up on the girl. I always liked role models with uh, Stifler, Sean William Scott. I like that too. That's a good one. My favorite thing. Wonderlust. Wonderlust. My favorite thing, though, is him going on Conan O'Brien and always showing the same stupid film clip of Mac and me as he was pubbing his movies. He'd be here to like talk about a movie. Let's roll the clip. And it'd be this stupid clip of the kid in the wheelchair going off the cliff into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know the movie. <laughs> you know Mac and me? Not me. McDonald's saw E.T. and they're like, we need to make a movie. <laughs> That's what that was. It was. Oh, shit. It was shit. a Big K version of my, uh, Big e. K. <laughs> Great value. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but why was the kid in the wheelchair going into the cliff? Off the oh, cliff in the like, <laughs> That's it. Oh, it was so good. So I have a question for you guys. If I gave you $1 billion, what would you do with it? A bit, what? Why are we going there now? Uh, a billion dollars. I can't even comprehend that. What would right you now? do with two, a billion dollars? Two chicks at the same time. I don't know. Hey, man. Okay. That's Phil Mickelson decided to gamble a billion dollars. Ah, we're going there now. So we're going, we're going, we got a lot to talk about in the uh, ancillary sports here. But yeah, let's talk about Philip. A billion, a billion that, dollars no gambled way. over three decades. There's no way that's real. I bet it is. He's made a lot of money. He ain't made $3 billion. $1 billion. Well, all right. He ain't made a billion. Dude, Live Tour just gave him like $240 million. Yeah, but that's a taxes. And there ain't no. no. I, that Saudi money don't get taxed. I don't that, know that how might long be true. I can talk about Phil Mickelson. So I'm, I'm probably going to go play NBA Jam. I'm just, and I'll be back when you're I'm done. just asking can you, do you think he spent a billion dollars gambling? 
That's sure that's has. the report. No, I'm that's sure insane. The reason sure it, it's in here, and the reason I bring it up is NFL players get suspended for betting fifteen hundred, like <laughs> on a game that they're not playing in. Phil Mickelson has bet billions on MLB games and apparently not stuff billions, that he plays right? in. No, not they said he has bet a billion over the last three years. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. Man, he once bet forty three MLB, made forty three MLB bets in one day. No wonder ESPN bought uh, what's it called? Or who are they merging with? ESPN. There's gonna be like bet ESPN now. Is yeah. it? Is it? Um, MGM. P- Penn National? No, MGM. I thought it was. I don't know. Either way, ESPN knows what's up. They're trying to get in on it. But we had uh, we had a bunch of stuff happen uh, over the weekend. So. I at least want to take a second. We started a wrestling group. We had SummerSlam over the weekend. Did you guys uh, even care that SummerSlam happened? According to our text thread, I was the one of us that was least interested. What did I even comment? I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I think I think I'm the only one that lived it and watched it. I did I watch. Thought you it. and him were texting back did and I forth. Man, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I watched it. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. No, you did say something. You don't <laughs> yeah. remember. He's trying to play it off like he's he too was out of his mind. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm not. I don't want to talk about it a lot, but it was a big deal. They did a stadium show. It was in Detroit. Um, the reason that I like to talk about it is because of this SummerSlam 1992, which is revered across all spectrums as far as this time of year and a wrestling event. Seventy nine thousand one hundred twenty seven for attendance. AEW All In going to Wembley. Yeah. 79,346. That's the same stadium. Yep. That'll be interesting. I hope it's a good show, but, you know, that's that's later this month. Uh, but, you know, you got SummerSlam. It just happened. Roman Reigns. No, I was text to stuff. I yeah. kind of remember now. Yeah, so we had uh, falling down again. Yeah, you had Cody, Cody and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see a lot of it. Brock Lesnar is my favorite active wrestler. Like, I, I don't know. People are going to get mad at that. Oh, dude. But. People bitch all the time and say he's just doing it for the money and things like that. But, like, he gives to the business. So, like, unscripted after the match in the ring, they do the handshake moment. And that wasn't scripted. That wasn't planned. That wasn't part of it. That's like Brock recognizing, like, wow, Cody just got over. I'm going to pass the torch, essentially, and let him carry this face, you know, in, in the Survivor Series of WrestleMania next year. It was a big moment. So that was good. I liked that a lot. Uh, South Rollins retained his title. So, can, can, Go ahead. With Lesnar for me as a casual wrestling fan, I know you're not getting him every like pay per view. He's an attraction, right? I get that, but like since he's came into the business, every time he's out there, he puts on a show. He never takes a day off. So every time you get him, it is 100 percent effort every time. But anyway, Lesnar's that main attraction. But SummerSlam, like it was fine. Like it was good. Roman Reigns retained. He's been a champ for like a thousand plus days now. You've uh, Ray Hogan's streak of like longest reign or something like that. I don't that. think it's Hogan. I think they're going after like Bruno San Martino. Okay. Like it's like seven years ago. That Mr. Ain't, that ain't Madison Square Garden, Bruno San Martino. What what do you exactly? See, you know your history. Oh, so I know. Speaking of history, in the wrestling group we started, I accidentally posted something I had no knowledge that you posted earlier in the day when talk about a couple of legends was uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Andre. Yeah, I mean, I posted a little story, but I mean, I I know you know the story. Yeah, just that. Well, Andre, he didn't like it. If he didn't like you, he didn't like you, and you weren't going to get over the way you wanted to get over. You won't get over the hard way. Think about that back then compared to like now. Imagine a wrestler just walking out, not knowing what the hell is going to go. What, what's going to go down? I know, right? Like you had to be intimidated. 
You think about it like this, talking about him not liking Bam Bam. Hogan now will tell you the story of WrestleMania when he slams him. He wrote the whole match down. He didn't know if Andre was going to go for yeah, they, any of it. He didn't know. And uh, if he didn't go that. for it, as bad off as he was, Hogan still didn't have a chance to do anything. Yeah. I mean, Andre was a different cat. But uh, let me ask you this on Andre. You feel like maybe we oversell how big he was a little bit. I feel like I see some of these pictures of, like, Wilt Chamberlain and stuff, and I'm like, he was big, but, you know. He, he, he wasn't 7'4". He was about 7'7". Seven seven which is still pretty I mean, damn but, big. like, because he's, he's head-to-head with Wilt. So, right. I mean, it's not like we're saying he's not, like, 6'8", and we're saying he's 7'4". Right. He's probably 7'7", seven, seven and he's 7'4". But looking at him, if they said he was 500 pounds, <laughs> I would absolutely believe Yeah, his girth was definitely, you dude. Know, like a freaking tree trunk. So we were talking about the Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar thing. Cody Rhodes in the press conference said that he that he was really worried about doing the presser because he thought Brock was so much taller than him. And we showed up. He's like, oh, we're the same height. He's just three times wider than I am. They're the same height? Yeah. See, you wouldn't think that. What are they, about 6'3"? Uh, probably. Yeah. 6'3", 6'4". 6'2", 6'4", somewhere And then one of them's like 100 pounds heavier than the yeah, other? Yeah, one of them's yeah. like 290. <laughs> and then, yeah. Dude, have you ever seen Lesnar next to a regular person? Like when he's walking down the ramp and some guy who is like Chad size stands next to him, six foot dude who weighs 200 pounds, he makes them look like they're a freaking middle school kid. Like that, he would ragdoll just about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got two freaking NCAA division titles as a wrestler. He almost made an NFL team. Like he was the last cut on the Vikings. Like, don't get me wrong. Like he, he wasn't that good. But like for somebody that never played, he was light years ahead of some of those guys. Well, I love what some of these guys do. And here's like that spirit to have in yourself. You think you, you want your kids to have it. I'm going to refer it to wrestling. Brock Lesnar, great wrestler, wanted to play football, got cut. Bill Goldberg played for the Falcons, got cut. What'd they do? I can take my size, my image. I can make myself into something in this world of professional wrestling. They didn't just say, well, I guess I'm going to go big groceries. Well, here's the deal. Though. I agree with you, but. Goldberg sucks ass. He's Greenberg. And, and, and well, he he got the uh, he got a he came in at the exact right time. No, absolutely, but uh, Lesnar is a badass, and he's like he knows what his, he could go any match you want him to go. Yeah, but Goldberg, like Lesnar, he got carry badass. He, yeah, he couldn't Goldberg do a three minute house trick show. pony. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know your fair weather fans are gonna love a Bill Goldberg. Because he growls and snarls and has the pyro, and he looks like a badass. I get it. But he was what they needed at the time, yeah. and real and being realistic, they never had ha- uh, had to have a, like a three minute match because it was oh, it's extend the streak. So let me go to the other end. We talk about these football players getting into the business. Uh, you know, now you got YouTubers getting well, into yeah. the business. It actually started with the Miz, you know, coming in from the reality TV and whatnot. But, but you got to Miz's credit, he's been a character in WWE for what over oh, a decade. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall now. of Famer, dude. He, he's his a character, Mister Reliable. I mean, but to what I remember watching him on on that MTV yeah, uh, show and the real world where he came now as a wrestler, he's an amazing character and he Dude, plays it so well. The Miz is a showman, yeah, and he gets everybody over, man, because he does just enough to make everybody like, ah, oh, hate that guy. Well, I'll say this for the Miz to be who the Miz is and him to have the dad that he has, it just doesn't make sense. So one of the Miz's more recent feuds last year. You're right about the dad, by the way. But the have you ever seen his dad? No. He he looks like Biggie with long hair. Okay. 
Is that fair? That's kind of crazy. Like if you had a mullet. Well, he's a little shorter. He wears glasses. I don't know I if he's shorter. I don't know if I was like sitting here in a cave and like from the dark, a biggie with long hair came at me. It looked like a Sasquatch. I probably uh, just uh, wet my pants. Mm, not the moist way either. No, it was being this is drenched. In fear. In fear. <laughs> in f- All right. So YouTuber turned wrestler. Yeah. Logan Paul. Have you ever seen him wrestle? I have. He's amazing in the ring. Dude, it's one of those guys where you're, you're kind of like, he shouldn't be this good. And like you want to hate him because nobody likes the Paul brothers, but yet they, they constantly gain attention. But it's fine. I like the one that's actually putting in the work as opposed to the one who won't even fight an actual boxer in his competition. Well, that's where I was getting to. He's next on the list. But what was amazing was Logan Paul had a match at SummerSlam, and then he showed up to be in the corner for his brother Saturday night because his brother fought Nate Diaz. No, but it's funny because Logan is probably the lesser known of the two. Yeah, I'd say And so. now he's probably shown he's probably the better of the two because there is some skill there. He just took a fight on. Did yeah. you see that? No. I don't know who he's fighting, but he he's he's fighting somebody in like two months. Boxing. I don't know who it is. I haven't seen I. In the ring, he's amazing. If he were to dedicate himself full-time to wrestling, he could be one of the best stars that they have in the business. Yeah, and that's that's where he's on his way to. But going to his brother, did you watch the Nate Diaz fight at all? Nah, I just saw highlights. Uh, I mean, I watched the whole thing. It was it was entertaining. Uh, I think boxing fans, if you tune in for that type of show, you got what you wanted. It went 10 rounds, which they asked for it to go longer because Nate Diaz knew that he had a gas tank. So he's like, well, we'll make it go 10 now, Nate Diaz... He's not a boxer. He's not a boxer. Unorthodox would be a polite way to refer to how he approached the fight, but he can hit, and he can take a punch, and he took a lot of punches, and old Jake Paul was getting inside on him, and he hit him with a jab, but he's just kept busting him with these uppercuts. But then when you got to, like, the seventh round, Nate started hitting. They'd get, like, almost in the clinch, and you would just see somebody's head rock back from all of these close-encountered uppercuts. But Nate, Nate Diaz got knocked down one time, Jake Paul probably won seven rounds out of the ten. So you enjoyed the fight. Yeah, it was it was fun because you felt like I thought Jake was gonna knock him out because Nate's eyes were swelled up. Like he was taking damage. Yeah. But you know, what I he probably is, swells uh, right away anyway. Right. <laughs> I want to see Jake Paul against Deontay Wilder. And if Jake <laughs> that, Paul somehow lives through the fight, he gets to lose to Tyson Fury. But you know what, though? Like, I'm kind of in the same camp like Tyson is. Like, if you ever hear anybody uh, ask Tyson what he thinks of Jake Paul, and he's like, well, he's doing more to put eyes on the sport than half of these other fighters out there. Yep. So, yeah, I'm a fan. You know, he's put – I know, like that. I other like that boxers answer. should be thankful because if you're on a Jake Paul card, you're getting paid. Yep. yep. You know, and, and there's not that many, you know, great fights out there so right why now. why would they be hating on it? Right. Like, like you getting you a payday. Hitch, hitch to the wagon, you know, get on there. But – you know, I, I'm. It's called it's an unorthodox way to get there, and he's gotten there through a different channel. But at the end of the day, if you're getting paid, who gives a shit? Yeah, I, I will say. You know is- what's crazy is it took two decades for boxing and UFC to flip because it went from boxing as the pure sport and. Let's see, I, I'm a boxing guy. And that's what you grew I, up with. And I'm a boxing guy, too. I think too. I am, too, and but the, U, the UFC was a gimmick, and that's all it was. And now, boxing is a gimmick, and UFC is where the purebreds are. I really yeah. like watching both, though. Like, I've, I've grown into a UFC fan. I love like, watching. I'm and, so excited for the Fury fight with uh, Tyson Train and the other guy now mm-hmm. coming up. I'm so excited for that fight. And I'd love to watch it down here. Well, we will. But, I, I you know, I, until Who's Fury... 
It's uh, Fury's coming back to fight. I heard that, but I can't remember who he's fighting. It's not uh, a big name boxer. No, it's a big heavyweight dude. He's, he's talking he's, about him. Look, he's it a beast. But uh, Mike Tyson agreed to train him to fight Fury. Damn, hope he knocks Fury out so I get another fight. And I'm a Fury fan. No, I know. But he's such a good showman. You know what I love about Fury? Wait, he's Here's this bigger guy who gets Nagano? in the ring and just yeah. dominates guys. You know who Francis Nagano is? He's and UFC guy. He just flabs the whole time. What? But Nagano's like a legit badass, but Fury's going to destroy him. There, there's, he's not a boxer. And then Tyson's training him. <sighs> he needs three years. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I, I mean, now, because here's the thing. You're hoping Nagano's going to have like that heat-seeking missile like Wilder has. Yeah. But if Wilder couldn't get the job done, what makes you think this guy's going to? That dude is thick, though. Oh, I'm Have not saying he's a badass. Like he, just, I'm not saying he would win, but I'm saying he's a he's a bull. But that's where we're they, at. They will be able to uh, push each other around a little bit. But that's where we're at. This is what you have to draw for a fight. Tyson Fury was retired already. How much money is he getting to do this fight? Well, it's here's the thing. As soon as he if he loses, he'll retire. Yeah, because why? Like he if he wins, no, he he's retired retire. already. He's already retired. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, but even. Like you're not getting another well, big fight. I guess fight he's not retired if he's fighting again. It's all again, planned but. clearly because like, and Mike Tyson was involved because like we like Mike Tyson's training that raises the value of the pay per view automatically. It does. Now you, you know, need Jake Paul to go yeah. in Tyson's or yeah. the Fury's corner. Yeah. Just get it, get everybody. We all like to make fun of Mike Tyson. We love the memes and how I love Tyson. He talks. You tell me of another guy who had such a career rebound as he did because he went from being the baddest man on the planet. To, uh, you know, he got screwed out of his money and he was a fat guy and he thought that's how people remember him. Then he's on Broadway doing stand up. He got back into shape. He's got back into the ring. He does his own podcast, has his own like brand or strain of, of weed that he sells. Right. A lot of boxers, once they're out of the ring, they're, they're virtually dead. You know, George Foreman's like the guy you remember as being the post career. No, but here's guy. the deal though. As a, as a, just a boxer, period. All you think of because of his post career with Tyson is, is it Ali or is it Tyson? That's it. That's the two. Yeah. Right now, if you want to talk about all of it, as far as biggest like culture icon, it's Ali and Tyson. Yep. For the boxing history. Did you see uh, the video I put on YouTube today? No. This is uh, you want to talk about cultural icons? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, Flair wow. and Tyson. Flair and Tyson. That earlier off, off the mic. Legendary. I want to say that Flair is one of the legends that was just talking about Logan Paul saying that maybe it was Flair, maybe it was another guy, but he was saying that if he were to full-time dedicate himself, he'd be one of the best guys we have to offer. Hmm. Did you see that bat fly through here? Yeah. You saw that? Yeah, one right there. There's literally you. a bat just flew by while Mr. Brown was throwing away a beer can. Didn't even notice. I, I saw the shadow. You just did it in phase you. My God, it's it's Jason Bourne. That was on a mission. <laughs> I got that is one of my favorite memes. Every time some fat ass does something special, they flip to 
It's Jason Bond. Should we have made that about... Um, Why did you have to call me a fat ass? That was such a good moment. And you said that. You know what we didn't Here's even talk the thing, about? I'm fat. I get to call people We fat. should have made the video of uh, Jose being Jason Bourne. That would have been good. We didn't even talk about the bass brawl. I was feeling really good about that whole bat situation. Yeah. Because I didn't react at all. And then he just calls me a no, fat ass. See, I was trying to just well, I wasn't sweep out under the rug. you a fat ass. I said some fat ass. Like, that was like literally... Nah, I, I, I wish now it would have bit me because I would have like Batman powers. That's Spider-Man. Batman didn't get bit by a bat. I mean, but it probably happened the same way. You could be like the man bat. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that. No, we didn't talk about the base brawl. We got so caught up in Rangers crap earlier. We didn't talk about uh, Down Goes Anderson. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, you know, we, were, we had our guest That was earlier. a really good call. He was talking about how Anderson's been slumping. Hell, he ain't ever getting out of it now. I'm wondering if he even like ha- resumes his major league career after this season. I mean, the suspension was longer, not because he started it, but because he needs time to heal that ego. Exactly. But you got knocked the fuck out. He did, Smokey. And here's the thing, though. I know Jose hit him, but I feel like the punch wasn't it, that good of a punch. It was a lucky punch. Uh, Jose's eyes were kind of closed. He was just swinging wildly. And, and I'm actually shocked that it knocked Tim Anderson out. I'm like, really? It just caught him square, but it wasn't. he didn't have everything behind it. It was awkwardly thrown. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to get knocked out by that, like, Lucky, like, half-ass punch. You probably need to quit uh, talking shit on Twitter. But if you're Tim Anderson, like, you you, you earned this, right? Like, No, you, you ain't earned shit. You, Just because no. you walk it off at the Field no, of no, Dreams no. game? You earned the punch, man, because oh. you, you you brought the hands up. You no, wanted to throw hands. Absolutely he did. Why? Why did you want to throw hands with, with Jose Ramirez? Well, that's, that's the thing. Story, I need way. to hear it. Well, Tim Anderson been disrespecting the game. He tags guys too hard, and they don't like it. He got knocked the <laughs> hell out by not even a real fist. If you go back and look at it, it's not the fist that hits him. It's like an open face, closed fist. It's a half slap. Mm. Eyes closed. So he's saying he's got a glass jaw. Yes. So what led up to this was Jose Ramirez actually has an issue with Tim Anderson. Okay. So... He's, he's hasn't came out publicly because he's trying to keep it in house. These are divisional rivals, right? So they're he's used trying to, to keep it in house. And Jose's the face of Cleveland. So Jose, exactly, Jose, it was amazing. Jose. They broke that out once this happened with yeah. the punch, and they started chanting. I would feel like I was on top of the world. I know, man. You know what I mean? Like, we just won the heavyweight title. No, but for real. So Tim Anderson to me has always acted or seemed like a punk from the outside, but Jose hasn't liked him for a while. For two or three instances where they've came together in an infield or a slot or whatever. Well, he just said, you know what? I'm coming to second base hot. And uh, Tim tagged him hot. So then Jose got up and started. they started talking and telling him, I feel like you've been dis- disrespecting the game for years. Mm. Jose tells him this. Well, then Tim puts his hand That's up. his response is, I find, bitch, Let's we'll go. throw hands. And then they both throw hands. And then, you know, Tim gets knocked out and Jose gets a lucky punch. But then it, the, the Jose chants break out in Cleveland with 40K strong. That's ridiculous. I mean, think about that. That's Can how you Imagine being there that night. Oh, it'd be great. I mean, we had a hell of a game. What, 14 innings? Yeah. I mean, but that would have been better. That would have been better. Have you ever been to a game with a baseball? Never. Man, that'd be fun. I've been to a 14-inning game, which was amazing with you guys. Yep. I've been to a 25-to-1 beatdown. Yep. That was amazing. Uh, for different reasons. So but, where do you rank this one at, just recent memory baseball fights? Uh uh, Odor is way better. Odor's is better. Way better connection on that punch. Yeah. Do you agree? 
Odor is a guy you want on your side. He's like, he's that guy that you'd rather play with him than against him. It sounds like an MMA name, too. That, that was Odor. a punch, bro. No, I liked it. He Odor rocked a Bautista. Dude, yeah. that was like, I swear. Yeah. He knocked his helmet off his face. What you could tell is he's done that before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so like, you can't fight with these Cuban boys, so like, man. I guess my point Probably is, with you him. putting Jose versus uh, Rodon or Odor, uh, I'm taking Odor every time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eleven out of ten times, give me rock bang at Odor. Yeah. Biggie's grabbing his mic and getting aggressive. Here's a funny thing, real quick, about MLB fights. So everyone loves because it's the recent anniversary of Nolan Ryan beating oh, the shit yeah. out of Ventura. Yeah, they well, never get sold. Everyone wants to forget about the fact that uh, Dave Winfield just had his way with Nolan Ryan early on in about 81, 82. I feel like that's. Dave Winfield could do that with a lot. Well, Dave that's Winfield's the whole reason Nolan yeah. Ryan will tell you that's no, why it happened that way with Ventura was because that, he yeah. didn't want to fuck around and find He's, out. He said <laughs> after that, he says, I was prepared anytime someone stepped towards me. Yeah. And I get it. But Dave Winfield, we put him on another level yeah. of superhumans. Yeah, I mean, I, that's he's earned that. Yeah, and so not just because Nolan Ryan. He could have been anyway. a professional in baseball, football, or basketball. All from Minnesota. Yes. All yeah. from Minnesota? Correct. Really? He grew up in Minnesota. All right. Why he's finished career as a twin, Minnesota. 91 Twins, World Series. Minnesota Twins. But anyway, twins. so then I posted in my group because Mike Heath, who we've interviewed, yeah. likes to fight like yeah, he got, Jim Rice he got and Dave a little Winfield. skirmish with Dave Winfield. Because, but you're, if you're a catcher, it don't matter if you're undersized. You've got to take up for your pitcher. Right. And Mike Heath You're the first line guy. of defense. So then I saw it in the group, and I text Mike, and I was like, listen, I'm going to pick on you a little bit today. And he's like, it's fine. So then I put it in there, and I was like – Group member Mike Heath bullying Dave Winfield. Yeah, and then I saw everybody that. started talking shit like all this, and I'm like, I. They're like, you must know him pretty good, and I'm like, he said it was cool, so I posted it, and then he's going to respond. He went through there and reacted with everybody. Yeah, that's good shit, man. But I mean, those are the good shit back when they would let you kind of fight it out and let please yourself. Yeah, kind of like Not please uh, yourself, police, police yourself, or they could. Or you could do both if it was the Mets clubhouse. <laughs> well, allowing them to. Uh, Police themselves is the best thing that second base ump did. Because once they squared off, he backed out of it. Play me some white jazz. <laughs> white, white jazz. All right. So <laughs> we're going to finish with this. Or maybe we won't finish with this. But there's been a thing that's on our show notes for like four weeks now. And we well, never talk about I, it. Can we save it to last? I just got one thing. Just because he was making a segue. Talk about people being disrespected. I, I wanted to talk about women's soccer for a second. Megan Rapapone. Is that how you say it? Is it Rapino or Rapino? How do you Rapino. say it? I just wanted to ask. Oh, I, I, I could care less about soccer I call in Rapino. All right. So this isn't a, a hate for women's soccer. I just don't like soccer. I can't get into it. But the, all the other countries apparently were really happy to see him get bounced because they go over there and they're talking like they got a chip on the shoulder. Like they, they, they expect to win. We're not in the finals yet. And then they get bounced in the round of 16, I guess. But uh, I guess this is the end of the dynasty. It's over. They She's retiring. But, man, there's a lot of hate for her. Is, is that well-deserved or is this just people no, being – No, it's fairly well-deserved because she's used her fame from that platform – to disrespect the team that she basically earned that fame playing for. I mean, in, in a nutshell, she's basically the Colin Kaepernick of women's soccer. Yeah. And she's trying to actually do this now so she can try to capitalize probably from sales or political, you know, whatever. Yep. I feel like that's where she's going because she knew her career was winding down, just like Colin did. 
but we'll never pretend that that was really the. the well, case. they yeah, she retired like she, she walked did. away. So. I think that's. I think she did a lot of this though to open p- avenues for her because she hey, is so hey, strong. No such that. thing as bad publicity, right? right? Just get your name out there, and you know, there's a whole movement that she's associated with. So I mean, she's got her fans. Don't get me I wrong. guess what I'm trying to say, unfortunately, I don't feel like we're going to see her going away anytime soon. No, no, you're going to see her face around for a while. She'll be uh, that somebody will put her on TV for. Well, there, uh, there was a report out there that there was uh, a fight in her locker room afterwards because she missed a penalty kick that ended up losing it for him, and she blew it bad. Yeah, and then uh, she thought it was funny how poorly she played and missed in her last game that she was playing, and her and yeah, was it Alex Morgan maybe hilarious. got in a fight in the locker room, which it's rumors, but. Man, I, I, I'd love to see footage of that. Oh, yeah. Well, it would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what's cool about when women fight? Like, they don't care how they look. You know, men, love, men are like, you, you saw whenever Anderson threw his hand, like, he wanted to look cool. Women don't give a shit. I love women fighting. They, I they, just want to throw that out there. They're ruthless. Yes. Like, somebody's going down to the ground. You know when there's women fighting that nothing's off women. No, hair's getting pulled, scratched. Like, like I, I, feel, I feel like in a dude fight, if you're fighting, you square up, and then you just immediately, like, punch him as hard as you can in the balls obviously that's frowned upon yeah, right we can't do but that. if a woman they're starting to scrap and someone goes straight for the hair and then straight for like a coochie like yeah, grab like uppercut right in there i'm telling you exactly wow. that like they would be like that's fair game yeah because we're women and we're yeah. we're just freaking it ain't crazy. about style points it's about winners and losers guys they're truly the ones that would fight to the death i'll say this <laughs> i know you will as, as someone who used to enjoy Neurons. going to the bar, having a few, playing Did you say pool. Bar or Baja? Bar. You go to Mexico? Uh, <laughs> when you're young, you think there's rules to fighting. As you get a little older, you get into late 20s, your early 30s, you realize. Bar fights, there's no rules. Uh, that guy's talking shit. You're talking a little shit, and he wants to square up, and he's open in the middle. Kick that motherfucker in the nuts, drop him, <laughs> knee that motherfucker in the face, and put him down. Because tomorrow when you wake up and you feel good and you go to work and you don't have to explain a black eye, you won that You're, fight. You go Bobby Hill. Let go of my purse. <laughs> Kick <him laughs> nuts. Dude, hey, did you hear uh, Johnny Boomhauer Hart? died. Yeah, no, no. Or it, not Boomhauer. It was Dale. Dale yeah. Gribble died. Yep. Rusty Shackelford. Guess they're not doing a remake. That's That sucks. I, I can't even but tell you how broken hearted that makes here. me. They'll gribble, man. You can't do the show without them. Anyway, Biggie, how did you want to wrap up? You had something you wanted to get off your chest. No, stop. Believe. And that's the, the most 80 song? overplayed, no, overrated he 80 hit song. The 80s song. I didn't know. We're not prepared. No, that's fine. All right. So what, what? That's why I threw it out there. No, just because it's been on there and we haven't discussed it. I have mine ready. So I feel like don't stop believing. So what we're going to talk about. I love that Hang on, song. Let me, let me set the I table. I listen to it let me regularly. Set, let me yeah, set the they table. know what we're talking about. Let me set the table. So we're not just talking about songs we dislike, just ones that got worn out. 80s songs. 80s overplayed songs of all time. Plain, played yeah. to death. Overplayed. I said overrated. Overplayed. Overplayed. So I can see Don't Stop Believing being high on that list. Uh, but I feel like it wasn't always that way. About 10 years ago, it probably got on the list. Is that fair? Do you feel like it's, it's a huge karaoke song? And I think that's why it gets overplayed on the radio because so many people think they can sing it. Yeah. And Peter Griffin hit, and Cleveland the and them note? thought they could do it. It was the only song they could sing. And right, so you got a list? No, I got my most overplayed song for the eighties. Did you Google a biggie? Because it does say "Don't Stop Believing" is uh, listed as the top overplayed eighties. No, it was you just my. Did. 
My uh, I got mine, my personal song. Right. Okay, is let's, that fair? I'm not googling. This just, is just, my just feelings. Just one. Or I do just, like to Google. No, I wanted to do the top one for us. Right. You know, I I got a top five. Do you want me to do mine first and see if yours is in here? I just can I say mine? Sure. Real quick, and then you can have the other four. Is that fair? I'm just going off. It's not even mine. I'm just going off the list. I know, but it was ours. All right, what's yours? So no, to me, it's Thriller. Because it's a Halloween song, and I know it's great, and it's Michael Jackson, but I feel like you need to only play that like a quarter of the year, <laughs> and you force it down my throat uh, all year long when it's like, that's like if I had to listen to Mariah Carey coming out of the ocean with All I Want for Christmas is You that's all year round. If that was in the 80s, that would be on the list. But that's what I'm saying. Like, So to me, Thriller's a great song, but quit pushing it out of its element. I feel like um, Wham!, and uh, don't wake me up before you go go. I knew you go there. I feel Why like I I've go 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 a go. Times I don't ever want to hear it again. And then, if, but you know what's overplayed more than any of them? I don't know if it's on the list or not. But Rick Astley never going to well, give clearly you clearly now. But like, but I think we've grown to love it. Yeah. Like if, if that song came on right now, I'd listen to the whole thing. I don't I, care. I agree. It's probably the most overplayed '80s song ever now because of what's went down. Yeah. And no one's mad about no, it. No, you can't be mad about That's it because it's a good damn That's song. That's probably the correct answer. Put some respect on that song. All right, here's your top five. 1988's "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" by yeah. Poison. I see that one. How about uh, "Rock You Like a Hurricane"? Maybe. Yeah. Every Maybe. hockey arena for the last 20 years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, Don't Stop Believing is actually number four on here. Ooh, cool in the gang. Celebrate good Yeah, because they plan any kind of good tonight, event, like an anniversary, it's graduation. Every, every wedding. Weddings. Like, you just got to think of wedding songs. I mean, that's it. It's played all the time. Mm, Done. We have, that's uh, probably might make it run for number one. Number two. I don't know. I'm surprised this isn't number number one. All right. Girls just want to have fun. Wanna That's have more fun, bachelorette fun, parties fun. and things. I feel like Celebrate has more appeal for the overall yeah. event. I don't know when this list came out, but number one, I'm not happy about. What? It shouldn't be on here. Because I feel like it's fallen out of favor. This list, oh, this is like six years old. But even six on, years Chad. ago, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. I love that song. How's that overplayed? That's I can't tell you the last time I heard it. No, I mean, either. Like, See, I think Don't Stop Believing because personally, I love the song. I like the band. And I don't like to sing, especially in front of other people. That's the only karaoke song I've ever sang. I've sang it like four times. I just, it's good. If I sing it, then it's overplayed. I just want you to know you can sing in front of me anytime you want, big guy. Yeah. You want to you wanna hum a few bars or you know, get us a... Only if Turbo Tommy breaks out the beer belt. I'll tell you what else. Maybe he'll sing a few bars once you break out the guitar after we're off the air. We might do that. I, you know, what we'll do is we got to play Country Roads one time on the show. But that's a teaser for another that's right. uh, date and time. Last thing I got to say, then we'll wrap up, play some voicemails, uh, TV shows. I watch Twisted Metal. I have not. I had no real interest to watch it. We were just laying in bed, and my wife's like, I wonder if it's any good. And I'm like, let's go ahead and watch it. I never <laughs> fell in love with it, but I found myself continuing to watch it. And then by the time I got to the end of the first season, I was actually interested for season two. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. I sent it to Chad, and he had some smart-ass comment. What? So is this the rain? You know, so He's here's like, the I'm thing. sure it's terrible. I thought, I mean, wouldn't you think so? But why go in like that? 
I I mean, you commit hard on the negative side on a lot of things. So when I saw who had had it was Zombie Land and someone G- else gave you optimism. You had the girl from I, Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's why I sent it. Yeah, once you, I was hoping you'd see all that before you were just like, it's oh. terrible. You know, you know what? <laughs> you don't know what made me watch it was what? Samoa Joe was Sweet Tooth. Seriously? You didn't know that? No. So he's sweet too, but he doesn't do the voice. Yeah. And I was reading an interview where he's been in wrestling sometimes, has worn a mask before. He was able to emote without facial expressions because he wears the clown mask. So he's a, it just, it's a really good job. But no, nah, it was, I'm not saying it was great, but it was a fun ride. So they, they haven't had like a brawl for all tournament yet. They've actually built a story up to where you're going to get like the tournament where all the cars fight, but they do soup them up and you got to suspend a little disbelief, but it's very funny. Uh, Dark humor, a lot of blood and gore and just slapstick stuff. But I will say there is a lovemaking scene that takes place in a ball pit. That seems like an amazing concept to me. In a ball pit, like, like old school, like come on, like Hardee's. Yeah. Like (laughs) McDonald's play place. Like before they had needles in them. Yes. Biggie I would have never thought those. about making love in a ball pit. Yeah, they like apparently so nice they did it twice. Nice. But I, I could see that. Be, how much different would it be than like a waterbed? I just feel like you could probably be more vertical and the balls I would support I feel like, you. I feel like in the uh, ballroom, if you're just laying on your back, you'd eventually just sink down and smother. Like eventually you just work it. It's like quicksand. <laughs> yeah. It's like every person. you know, we really peaked. Nightmare. We really peaked in the 80s. You slept on water. And McDonald's had a ball pit. Yeah, until Biggie threw it in the Canal River. Not the whole ball pit. Wait a minute. The I'm Poker talking, River. Poker River. I'm talking about the whole <laughs> damn playground. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't throw the whole damn playground in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Just part of it. Because <laughs> what do they say nowadays? Fuck them kids. <laughs> Radio edit. <laughs> oh, That happened though, right? He I can neither to- confirm nor <laughs> deny the events which we discuss without the secretary's approval. All right. That, that we'll take that for uh, what it is. So <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just saying, watch Twisted Metal. It's fine. But that's, that's wrapping us up here tonight. Let's play some voicemails. Have you heard the one from uh, Joey Votto about that yet? I have not. I'm about to play it for you. You're going to laugh your ass off. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next week. Enjoy these voicemails. And don't forget, head over to WDKSports.us. You can leave us a voicemail anytime you feel like it. Okay, so I'm here to tell you that Joey Votto's dick has to be down to his knees. Because, one... I mean, it's Joey Votto. And two, I watched him readjust himself like 50 fucking times on Monday. I am determined that there has to be a video or a nude or something so that I can see what's going on there. So my voicemail is to see if you guys can dig in a little deeper and find out just how big Joey Votto's dick is because... I have a feeling it's huge. I mean, I know he walks around with this swagger. Um, I don't know if that's swagger if it, or if his dick is just so big that he has to walk that way. But I am also willing to do the research for you guys and find out. So if we could maybe arrange that, I would totally be down to find out just how big Joey Votto's dick is. Just let me know if I can help. <laughs>
Well, I think the Astros are overrated. Part of the reason is because they're behind the Rangers, who are also overrated. But here's the thing. Everyone wants to act like they were the best team of the decade last year, but they almost got swept by the Mariners in the ALDS. That series could have easily been a sweep in favor of Seattle. Game one, we're not going to talk about it. Game two, we're not going to talk about that either. Game three, I guess we can talk about that in the 18 innings that Houston didn't score in. Or 17 and two-thirds innings, I guess. But, yeah, Houston's offense was pretty dead that series, not even going to lie. Mariners pitching has already been owning them this year. Yeah, I think the gap between the Mariners and Astros has closed. Also, the Rangers are going to fall off because... They have the hardest, one of the hardest schedules remaining in baseball, and the Mariners are going to win the division because of that. So, I just wanted to say that really quick. And the Angels suck too, by the way. And Otani is going to be a Mariner. Message deleted. Not eating we off the hibachi rolls. Yeah, I, I fucking drank water. I had nothing else. <laughs> Uh, why are you, why are you over here? Yeah. So the, the guy comes experience out ever hibachi. Is that what this is? Yes. yes. The guy comes out and starts cooking and he's flipping like the egg on a spatula and he throws it in his hat and he starts cooking it. And when he starts cooking the rice, he makes it into a shape of a heart. Aww. And, uh, he goes, you know, makes it up with whatever. He's like, ha, ah, me love you. Me love you long time. And he, he, wait, he said the that middle and turns it into a broken heart. But he did. I go, me love you long time. What other shapes did he make? <laughs> me out of and the food? fucking old guy next to me, who thankfully didn't rub my leg, lost our fucking shit. Everyone else sitting there had no clue what he was referring to. Oh, yeah. Did you pay? And this guy, he, in. the chef dude, he couldn't have been. He was in his mid twenties. He was a young guy. But he goes, ah, loved you, love, me love you long time. Whoosh, and he just put it. I don't know. How was his egg game? Pretty good. And did you ooh and ah with the volcano? No. I'm disappointed. <laughs> no. I had my head down and I went I, to take a drink of water and he threw some shit down. Biggie, calm down. <laughs> like, I he really fell he's down. breaking your furniture. I thought he fell down. <laughs> oh Haley's like, I didn't realize this is what this was. And I said, Haley, I had no idea either. Uh, but that's a celebration. She got her driver's license. We went back after that. And when we sat down the first time she went to practice, instead of asking me what to do, she's like, all right, lined my tire up, reverse, turn signal, talked it all out, practice, and we went back another day and practice, and I never had to tell her anything again after I was a complete fucking dickhead. And uh, then she practiced and, and practiced, and we went and went, and then she passed. So There you go. Tough When's the love, next time? But he executed. When's the next time you're going to go to Taste Ava, Asia? <clears throat> Taste Dave off. Hey, Dave. I'm hearing myself in the headphones. When I have enough money to actually eat a meal there <laughs> and do some sake bombs. Sake's overrated. I agree. Okay. Just, I'm not high at sake bombs, so should I pass because they're pass. overrated? Yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Okay. All right, let's bring it back.